sex dolls have improved so dramatically. It's kind of like, you know, those first hair transplants where they just, <laughs> you know, like the Robbie staples Brown. in the back of the head. Robbie Brown looking like a shaved Barbie. Like, I want to make fun of these sex dolls, but if you see them, you're like, oh my God. What are you talking about? You seriously are getting excited about a sex doll? I'm not getting, I'm saying I can't make fun of them anymore. They used to be pull rafts. Yes, you can. They're not people. They're dolls. Okay. I don't have one. Yet. Right. Christmas is coming. <laughs> and so we I mean, never, I put it on my you know, list. Uh, <laughs> I think it's quite clear Bill Crawford is pro doll. I mean, look, it's a He's little out of my friendly. price range at this point. <laughs> you might have to go to Ikea and assemble one yourself. Maybe you could get an endorsement deal. <laughs> I'm Bill Crawford. I love my sex doll. Randy Bowen and the DVE Morning Show. It's three minutes after six at DVE. Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast. It's brought to us by Dormont Appliance. He's by Sunday. It is 21 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. It's one sentencing hearing down, one more to go for former Trump campaign chair Paul Manafort. A federal court judge in Alexandria, Virginia, yesterday sentenced Manafort to 47 months in prison for charges including tax fraud and bank fraud. The charges came as part of special counsel Robert Mueller's probe into Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. Manafort faced up to 24 years under federal sentencing guidelines. Next week, he could could be sentenced to as much as 10 years for conspiracy in another federal case in Washington, D.C. He was sentenced to 75% less than the federal guidelines. Mm-hmm. It That was an unbelievable, lenient sentence given everything that's happened. I mean, the dude is like he left a paper trail of a lifetime of crime. He was the campaign chairman of the winning election and was working with a hostile foreign power the entire time to engineer the election and got less than a guy with a joint. Well, I don't know if this the sentencing next week is the same judge or not. It's maybe not. he'll get maybe he'll get more time then. He didn't the judge even said to him he goes Boy, you didn't even say you're sorry for any of this stuff. All right, I'm only going to give you four years. Right. Former Trump lawyer and fixer Michael Cohen is suing the Trump Organization. Reports say he's seeking $1.9 million. The suit announced yesterday claims the attorney fees and legal costs are in connection with various matters while he was still employed for the Trump Organization. The matters include multiple congressional meetings and special counsel Robert Mueller's ongoing investigation. Cohen headed to prison for lying to Congress, tax fraud, banking fraud, and campaign finance violations. A Pittsburgh boy is being credited with saving a Texas girl's life. Officials say Gabe Rongier met a girl on Snapchat who was in distress and considering suicide. Channel 11 reports the 12-year-old contacted a national suicide prevention hotline who in turn connected with Grand Saline, Texas police. Those officers connected with the girl who they say will be okay. Rongier was sent a letter from the police department there calling him a hero. A new study says children whose mothers had an infection during pregnancy have a higher risk of autism and depression. Researchers at the University of Washington studied mothers who were hospitalized with any kind of infection during pregnancy. Their study found that children of those mothers faced a 79% higher risk of autism and a 24% higher risk of depression later in life. 
The study's co-author says it's the first study where depression and suicide risks in adults have been linked to infection during pregnancy. The study's lead author says the findings suggest that preventing any infection during pregnancy may be important for the long-term health of a child. Turning the clock ahead one hour for daylight savings time this weekend can be difficult for a lot of people. Sleep specialist Dr. Ofer Jakobowitz says you can catch up on the hour sleep you'll lose in small doses by taking short naps. The doctor also says spending more time exposed to daylight will help you adjust to the time change because it helps adjust your awake and sleep cycle. He adds getting enough sleep is critical to having good overall health. And another sleep-related news... This kind of goes against what he said, according to another study, trying to catch up on sleep over the weekend can lead to serious health issues. Researchers found skimping on sleep during the week, then sleeping in on weekends results in eating more and gaining more weight. These poor habits end up causing issues with insulin sensitivity, which researchers say is the first warning sign of diabetes. Yeah, that's been the tough thing for me. (laughs) <laughs> for 20 years man and i think it's probably the most thing for or the tough thing toughest thing for a lot of people S- when you have a chance to sleep in a little bit on the weekend mm-hmm. you definitely do it and your body probably goes into some sort of like hibernation mode a little bit and and you like i don't know you store fat differently i don't know just last weekend sleeping until like 7 15 i didn't even wake up till 7 15 it was the great greatest thing ever what the, the cruel trick of all of this is, as great as this job is, getting up early stinks, but the older we get, the less likely it'll be that we'll be able to sleep in no matter what. Even right. If we, yeah. I mean, old people get up early anyway, but... Right. Right when they fire us, we, we'll stop being able to sleep in. <laughs> well, you have to feel sorry for segments of the population who have to deal with people as part of their job, and here's one reason why 30-year-old Christopher Owens, who lives in southeast Michigan ordered a pizza from Domino's last month, and when the female delivery driver showed up, the guy answered the door. She noticed his junk was sticking out of his pajama pants, and he was, what she said, messing around with it. She yelled at the guy, then called police when they showed up. He claimed it accidentally popped out of his pajama pants, and he was just trying to tuck it back in. I'm just tucking it back in. <laughs> when police Nothing weird. When police asked if he had any previous indecent exposure arrests, he admitted there were two. <laughs> so now Those were tuck incidents as well. <laughs> now he has a third charge uh, that he is facing. This is really about my underwear. <laughs> In music news, A&E is showcasing the making of John Lennon's classic 1971 album, Imagine. The creation of it and its title track will be profiled in an upcoming episode of the network series Biography. It's titled John and Yoko, Above Us Only Sky. It'll feature unseen footage of Lennon, Yoko Ono, and other people they were close with. That episode premieres this Monday. Finally, Jack Osborne says his dad, Ozzy, didn't like doing the Osbournes. The reality show featuring the rocker and his family ran for four seasons starting in 2002. It was cited as the most viewed series ever on MTV. Now Jack tells Yahoo Entertainment, Ozzy didn't really like doing the show because, as he put it, musicians don't do that. He said Ozzy felt musicians had an air of mystery about them and the show pulled that back. Jack also insisted insisted there will never be a reboot of the Osbournes. Uh, He said nobody wants to watch a bunch of 30-year-olds wandering around their house with their parents, which is probably (laughs) pretty accurate. True, yeah. Snow and rain possible today. Temperatures in the upper 30s. It's 21 a DVE.
We had a cool opportunity to talk to the Codfather uh, the other day. And given this is the first Friday in Lent, we thought it was appropriate to replay it for you. Good morning, David. How are you? Oh, wonderful. How are you? Doing great. All right. Well, first of all, I really enjoyed reading about your love of fish fries because I think it resonates with a lot of people in this part of the country. I was just talking about my Catholic upbringing. Fish fries were certainly a huge part of that in Lent. The entire family piled into the car, and we. but the difference was where I grew up in Erie, we pretty much only went to my church. We only went to our fish fries. Did you have that experience? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there was one or two churches in town that were almost walkable from home, and those, and those are the ones we went to. I still think it's like that very much, because many people go to the same church or the same restaurant mm-hmm. uh, every week. Right. Um, reminds me of an interesting argument I had with a friend of mine last year, well, two years ago. A uh, local bar has good fish sandwiches, and he always said, you should have fish sandwiches here and talk about them from here. I said, why? He said, they're the best. I said, Nick. How many fish sandwiches did you eat last year? He said, 52. And I said, where'd you get them from? He goes, right here, every one, because that's the best. I said, uh, Nick, I don't think you have yeah. anything to compare to at this point. Right. But, yeah. Now, yeah. you you grew up in Duquesne, correct? Yeah, I grew up in Duquesne until I was like 10 or 11 years old, and I moved across the border to a garden spot of America, West Mifflin, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> so I like how you said in this article that once you started going like into the city, there was like a, uh, a sort of line of diminishing returns there in terms of the fish quality. Uh, yeah, I've been to them uh, uh, in different places, and they get strange. The fish gets real small. Uh, I was at one. I swear to God, they handed me this thing on the side. It was wrapped up in a little foil. It looked like a ping pong ball. I opened it up and it was a baked potato. And I'm like, where do you get potatoes this small? Like, you know, but uh, I guess they enjoyed putting, um, well, we have a side of baked potato with our fish, but whatever okay um, well I that's was getting... not a traditional uh side dish for a fish fry right well that, i was gonna no, ask you that so what what are your top three must-have side dishes they have to have one of or all three oh uh, they gotta have they have to have a whiskey mm-hmm. uh macaroni and cheese is not my favorite but it's very popular um and if, and if you got pierogies at homemade pierogies with the with the church lady finger pinched around the edge yeah, oh, yeah. yeah awesome you get, you get bonus points, yeah. Yeah. All right, battered. Are you a battered or fried guy? I think I'm a well battered or um, breaded. You mean breaded? Yeah, I'm uh, sorry. They have, yeah, they should all be fried. Also, oh, yeah, sorry. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I am a breaded guy, and my daughter, who we refer to this time of year as the cod kid, um, <laughs> she, she she's a beer batter girl, and yeah. uh, we. In fact, I think in front of Dan, we had a big argument over which one is which one is actually better. Um. The one question everybody has is, well, what's the best one? And that is subjective, well, obviously. Yeah, in fact, I'm going to say, I say this all the time when I talk about any place, any food items, or almost any items. I never say the best because um, the best doesn't exist. Now, what, what I say is like favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorites are, uh, I think there's three of them. They all come from close to home, uh, close to my side of town in Amon Valley. I think there's, St. Saba's Serbian Orthodox in McKeesport. I've been eating there for years. I've been eating there for fish sandwiches, and I've been eating there lamb sandwiches whenever they have them for the food fest. Oh, wow. 
uh, if those people are cooking, I don't care what part of town you're in, drive over there, fight the traffic. You'll be happy and smiling when you get there. How do we know um, they're cooking? We see the white smoke like them choosing a pope. Yeah, <laughs> you can normally see, yeah, there'll be some smoke coming out the chimney and a bunch of cars parked around and uh, there's okay. already a sign somewhere that says fish fry or whatever. Um, another one on that side of town is actually, I'm not sure if it's in West Mifflin or Munhall, but it's... um. St. Elias Hungarian Orthodox. Uh, they have the Church Lady Pinch Pierogies, uh, really good fish, and, uh, all, uh, and all the right stuff. Um, call ahead for that one. And um, another one I'd like to give a shout-out to. I'm going to have to give two more, actually. Go ahead. Um, Our Lady of the Rosary in Glassport. It's an old-school church, and I give them props. They have a pretty good fish fry and all the right stuff, and they have this thing called Tater Town, which is this. Uh, there's a uh, four or five, uh, you know, those folding tables you eat at in church in church cellars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's four or five of them lined up, and on one end is a pile of potatoes, and at the other end is potato pancakes. They have this church lady assembly line making potato pancakes live for you, and it's just a lot of fun to watch. And the other one would be um, St. Albert the Great up in Baldwin on top of Glass Run Road, I think it is. And... Um, Really good fish fry, all the right sides, and they got the they have fresh made donuts. They have a little donut machine on the side. Oh, yeah, dude. it's almost it's almost the, it's like the same donut machine they have in uh, the Grand Concourse. Has, so it's a lot of fun to get some good donuts. Has Rick Seaback ever like applied any pressure to you, breathing down your neck or anything, <laughs> telling telling you to get off his turf or anything like that? Or are you worried no. that there may be some sort of uh, uh, Sopranos ending to all of this for you? <laughs> No, no, he hurt his leg. I think I could outrun it. <laughs> <laughs> what about, uh, David, let me ask you this. We're talking to the Codfather. He is the fish fry expert. Let me ask you this. Bun. The bun is very important on a fish sandwich. What yeah. is, do you think, the ideal bun? I like the old Saloni's hard roll where the bun is pretty much, somebody referred to it as it's just a handle to hold the fish. Mm-hmm. Where, so it's a small three, like a three-inch roll, and the fish is burgeoning out both sides of mm-hmm. the bun. Uh, that's my favorite. But then there's the Kaiser Roll people. That's very popular, very similar. And if you get out around the key sport, yeah, especially like um, Rini's, it's spelled Renee's, but I think it said Rini's yeah. Restaurant and East McKee Sport, and uh, Corpus Christi Church down in McKee Sport, they have like <clears throat> the fish and the bun are the same size. I've had it. I liked it. It's not my favorite, but a lot of people in that area love them. I refer to those as fish hoagies. That's yes. what it looks like to me, mm-hmm. but uh, wow, the locals love them. Which brings me to my next question. Bigger, better? Uh, uh, not necessarily better. Uh, I've had some large fish sandwiches that were burnt or made out of, 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 out of a poor cut of fish. Right. And I've had some small like small fillets that were stacked on top of each other that have been really good. Um, but if you get a, a – but the traditional sandwich is a big fillet on a, on a bun. Yeah. Pick your size of bun, but it has to be a big fried fillet. Okay. That's the, tra- the traditional one. All right, and lastly, condiment to go with the fish sandwich. There are people. Who- a- go ahead. Go ahead. I'm a hot sauce and part. Of- I'm a cocktail and hot sauce guy. Um, there are a lot of um, tartar people out there. Yes, and, there's, uh, there's a tartar somehow, contingency. Yes, there is. And somehow American cheese is making an inroad on fish sandwiches. Cheese should not be on fish. Mm-mm. Uh, that's my traditional answer to that, but I've had it in a, a time or two. Um, I think, uh, Mindy down at the chip shop, the pub chip shop on Carson Street one time had to be a, what, their special fish sandwich of the day, and it had 
American cheese on it. I kind of looked at her sideways, like, why is there cheese on my fish sandwich? And um, I shut up and ate it, and it was actually, I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't say it was my favorite, but I would eat one again. Anything at the pub and chip shop or at Piper's is good, as far as I'm concerned. Two of my favorite places on the planet for eating and drinking. Yeah, yeah. no doubt about it. I mean, Piper, I, I follow Piper's on Twitter just to see what they're cooking every day. Because they always put out their special, a picture Bangers of it. Bangers and mash. Oh, yeah. dude, it, I mean, it's mouth-watering every day. Yeah. You can't I, live on that. I mean, you, you'd be at 800 pounds, but my God, they do incredible stuff down there. Yeah, yeah, they do. I worked a block down the street for, for three or four years. And um, I'd, I'd be, you know, lunchtime, I'd have my little salad set up in a lunchroom. I have a little turkey sandwich, you know, and a snack pack, whatever it is. And I'd look at my phone, and they would post whatever the special was. And I would look at my, you know, my little salad. I'd right. go, this ain't going to happen. No. I'd put it all the way, walk down the street and say, you know, Mindy or Brett, you know, give me that 5,000-calorie sandwich because it looks so good. But, yeah. So are you doing a blog based on uh, this Lenten season of fish fries? Because I would uh, think people would follow your exploits if you did. Fry notes uh, right, from the field yeah, or something? I am something. working on a blog. It's not really published yet, mm-hmm. and it's not directly on the fish sandwiches, although it will be. Um, it has some silly stories from way back in the day, and it's starting on uh, some other things, some other food things I'm messing with because I'm just kind of enjoying myself with. I have to put that back together. That's um, You can find that on my Facebook page. All right, and, um, but the Facebook group is where ninety nine point right now is where everything happens, where everything's blogged about this, and um, and the Facebook group is the Codfather, capital C, capital F, one word. There you go, the Codfather. Thank D V E Sports. All right, Mike is off today. Rob King from AT and T Sportsnet will be in a little bit later on this morning with your sports. I got a quick update for you right now. The reports from the NFL Network are that Antonio Brown has been traded to the Bills. Ha, ha, ha. Now, hold on. Those are the reports right now, all right? According to the NFL Network, the Steelers have reached an agreement with the Bills to trade A.B. Brown waited about five minutes before he jumped on social media to deny the trade, decrying it as fake news. He then deleted that. Oh, I didn't see that part. Now, I think the reason he deleted it is not because he is actually going to Buffalo. I think he deleted it because Drew Rosenhaus hit him up and he's like, hey, dummy, you can't just shut up. Yeah, you can't make it look like you're steering this, you know. So what would be coming back to Pittsburgh if this were true? is unclear. However, the Buffalo News is reporting an NFL source told them while the Bills have inquired about Brown, a deal is not imminent. Vic Carucci, well-respected guy up there in Buffalo, Mm -hmm. he says, yeah, this is not going to happen. Oh. Okay. Another league source termed it unlikely. In another offseason move, Steelers and Pro Bowl center Marquise Pouncey agreed to a three-year deal worth $11 million per year, Mm -hmm. making him the league's highest-paid center. And the Steelers also re-signed left guard Ramon Foster to a two-year deal worth eight and a quarter million dollars. So they really shored up the offensive line for Ben, who, uh, you know, he didn't chase any of those guys out of town. But Antonio Brown. So here, this is the scuttlebutt. A.B. going to the Bills, according to Ian Rappaport, who has been wrong before. One interesting note. If Antonio Brown were to go to the Bills... Jordan Poyer also plays for the Bills. 
He's the husband of Rachel Bush. She's an Instagram model. Bush supposedly cheated on Poyer with Brown the week before their wedding. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. So I don't that's know. hysterical. It doesn't seem like this is going to happen. It, but That'll it, be a fun locker room. It seems like this was a big screw up by the NFL Network to me. But we shall see. I don't know. Do you want oh, to go to Buffalo? Got... A little part of me. Yeah. Oh, he would hate it there. Well, it's not any colder there than it is here. Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of, we're one of the top, both of us are in the top four cities, the most dreary, dismal cities. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's gray. Is Buffalo it's smaller sm- though, right? Much smaller. Um, it's a smaller market. There's not a lot around it, mm-hmm. but kind of isolated. He private jets everywhere. He doesn't yeah. care. Well, maybe not. Uh, we shall see. Can he get a private jet from Cameo? Cameo.com. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. You have to do a lot of videos to afford a <laughs> private jet ride. So stay tuned on that one. But it's fun to just think that AB was freaking out about that in the last twelve hours. Pens last night. Phil Kessel lit the lamp for the first time since January thirtieth. As the Penguins topped the Blue Jackets three to nothing at the PPG Paints Arena, Sid scored the, scored the uh, third goal and empty netter to extend his goal streak to six straight games. Matt Murray, twenty five saves. He pitches a shutout. Penguins have won four or five. They've beaten Columbus in eight straight. Uh, Buke said last night with a beauty to get that second goal, the crucial goal that uh, gave them a little bit of breathing room. Slot. Bukestad shooting, score! Nick Bukestad from between the circles gives the Penguins their second goal. It's 2-0 Pittsburgh. Oh, great balls of fire. A little magic late for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, well, now they got Columbus in a couple of days. And the Bruins on Sunday? I believe. Yeah, that's the deal. Uh, all right, so uh, they they do meet there Saturday. It's not an afternoon game though. For some reason, I thought it was in spring training action. The Pirates beating the Orioles again. Jordan Lyles gave up one earned, and that's all I got on that one. Did I lose the third sheet of my sports? <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> I was like, he gave up one earned. Val, I'm guessing the next word is run. Over four innings to help the Pirates top the Orioles five to four in Bradenton. The Buckos. Got five solo home runs, including two from Cole Tucker, the team's 2014 first-round pick. Adam Frazier, Eric Gonzalez, and Patrick Kivlahan. How do you say that name? Kivlahan? Sure, that's yeah, they it. also homered, yeah. The Bucks also welcome the Blue Jays to Bradenton this afternoon. Pitt readies for regular season, their regular season finale against uh, Notre Dame. They'll face off with the Irish Saturday at the Pete in the team's regular season finale at stake for Pitt. The opportunity to end a 13-game losing streak and not finishing dead last in the conference. For Notre Dame, they'll have the opportunity to also not finish in last place and snap a mere six-game losing streak, so not nearly as much going on there. All right, Rob King will have sports for you coming up a little bit later on this morning. Val has news at the top of the hour. We are going to hear more about the R. Kelly story, including what his former lawyer thinks about him and also the women who... 
are currently living with him. We're going to hear from them. Sean Collier reviews the new Captain Marvel. Benji Brown uh, performing at the Improv this weekend. He'll stop by the studio and Inko Fido's in the coffee house. Teach me how to pay. <laughs> it's the TV morning show. We're having fun with the idea that Antonio Brown might be traded to the Bills. Now, that would be tremendous. It doesn't appear to have as much weight to it as it initially did. A lot of disputes coming out after the initial report from the NFL Network. But Ian Rappaport just now posting a clarification. Oh, the old clarification. Update from the Antonio Brown saga. The Bills and Steelers have been in aggressive talks about a trade and are close on compensation, sources say. It is not final. The main question is, one that has kept the trade from crossing the final hurdle, does Antonio Brown show up in Buffalo? (laughs) So Rappaport is seemingly saying here, the deal would have been done if if the Bills thought he would definitely show up. What if they make the deal and he doesn't show up? This is like Game of Thrones when they make you marry the ugly daughter for a kingdom. <laughs> and you're like, he's going to go, he's going to show up at the wedding, right? And like, oh, no, 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 yeah, no, no, really. It's all good. Yeah, no, it's fine. Now then you'll be the heir to Winterfell. No, really. So who knows what's going on here? But I got to imagine Antonio Brown is not sleeping too well and people are tweeting us the funniest things. Is he not sleeping well or really sleeping like a baby? A.B.? Yeah. Oh, I think he's not sleeping well. Really? Yeah. Dale tweeted to us, A.B.'s search history leaked. Who is Buffalo's QB? <laughs> is Josh Allen good? Where is Buffalo? Will 6-10 win their division? <laughs> Who's in the AFC South? How to write an apology note. What are Big Ben's favorite chocolates? <laughs> Mustache dye. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well done, Dale. Where is Buffalo is my favorite. Oh, man. Well, you know, if he doesn't go to Buffalo, he might be making a whole lot of those cameo videos we told you about the other day. It's Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Antonio Brown, the circus continues. Now he has joined the website Cameo.com, and you can hire him for $500 per video. He will film a greeting for for somebody. He'll basically make you a personalized video. And the website put up an example of AB swimming in his pool with it has like a waterfall water slide in the background. It's very nice. Yes. And uh the bleach on his mustache still holding up <laughs> even in the chlorinated water. Then maybe it's even helping it. Who knows? Because uh, he does look like a walrus coming out of the water without, you know, someone pointed that out on Twitter yesterday. They put a picture of the walrus so next nice. to AB. It really does look like him. Now that he's in the water more so than ever. But he he's taking time out of his busy day of trashing the Steelers to come up with videos. Uh, gems such as this where somebody had asked AB to wish uh, his wife a happy birthday. And I guess there's all kinds of, you know, you fill out details about the person, and Antonio Brown can personalize a message for you. Happy 38th birthday. And I hear it's your second anniversary wedding. I hear you've been working really hard as a defense attorney, and your birthday is here. Happy birthday. We celebrate you today. Hope your birthday is booming. Uh, Okay, there you go. I like how he's, like, reading the bio. As a defense attorney. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so 
we looked into it further, and Cameo had a bunch of other examples that you can uh, check out. Uh, for instance, somebody hired him to con- congratulate Robert Kraft. Hey, Mr. Kraft, congratulations on your indictment at the Florida Southern Road. I also understand it's the anniversary of your toupee hair. <laughs> Lubin. Lubin. Uh, yeah, he, uh, it's very. <laughs> he congratulated Jeff Bezos, uh, apparently. Hey, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Congratulations on your new girlfriend. I also understand you recently got a divorce from your wedding wife because you got D-Pics. You're going to bounce back. You're a great discoverer. You discovered those products in the Amazon. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Moving. Yeah, but it's not it's not all just famous people. Uh he, some guy some guy named uh uh Dan, Dylan who was upset about not getting employee of the month. Hey Dylan. I heard you were upset cuz you didn't get employee of the month. Try to get them to fire you by telling your Facebook friends your boss doesn't even know your cat's name. It's Blinky. Neutered. <laughs> yeah, very strange. Uh, for some reason, he did one for uh, for Rami Malek uh, at the Oscar, you know, who recently won the Oscar. Hey, Frankie Mercury. Congratulations on your winning the Academy Award. I also want to stand. It's the anniversary of your death. AIDS. No, that's he. he, he <laughs> Two men. <laughs> Doesn't even. That's not. That's not right. The best part's wait to see how he punctuates. Yeah, it. whatever. <laughs> with the derivative of boobin. Ha- hashtag he comes up with. Uh, he oh. did one uh, for for somebody named Danny. Hey, Danny. It's your bar mitzvah. Mustard half. I also understand. You want to become. An economist when you grow up. Krugman. <laughs> he, he did one for SNL's uh, Pete Davidson. Hey, Pete. Congratulations on your new relationship with Kate Beckinsale. I also heard that it's the anniversary of the Ariana Grande taint tattoo. <laughs> Removing. <laughs> oh, Janine got a boob job. Hey, Janine, I heard you got a boob job. I see you out here, Mrs. Big Chest. Only date guys that got guaranteed money, you heard. Fake chest up, eyes up, prayed up. Boobin. <laughs> Boobin. You know, he's going to get wrinkly <laughs> if he stays in the pool that long. You know, he's, he should think about getting out of there. We actually, so I did hire him to do oh. one. Yeah, because, you know, and I know Bill is sick today. He can't mm-hmm. be here. But uh, we had, when Bill lost a tooth in uh, in Tampa, uh, and we were calling him Hobo Tooth, because it had like the, uh, it, it was like the, the remnants of the tooth were there. <laughs> <laughs> but there was just like a little nub of a tooth there. So we were calling him Hobo Tooth. And we had AB uh, wish him well. Hey, Bill, I heard you lost a hobo tooth. Don't let the dentist determine the narrative. You don't even need teeth. Get them all extracted. Gummin. Gummin. Oh, there you go. 
Pittsburgh. When I was a little kid, my grandparents lived right around the corner. They used to leave the, the you know, the food out on the table. After dinner, they'd leave it out to cool before they would put it in the fridge. So I would sneak in the back door and my grandfather would say, here comes the little meat eater. Yeah, the little meat eater. I would sneak in and eat whatever meat was laying on the table. I mean, that's an adorable upbringing. Yeah. I don't know why your parents didn't feed you enough <laughs> I know. in the first place. And why you needed to go door to door scavenging. Well, you, you know, get hungry I don't when know, you're The other neighbors beasts. might have had not so cute of a name for you. I mean, was that? <laughs> did you stop at your grandparents or did you just Here keep chucking the burglar. Yeah, like, exactly. Don't feed Val. If you see her in the daylight, <laughs> it, something's wrong. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Okay, before we get of AB potentially landing in Buffalo, as the NFL Network is reporting, though it is widely disputed. It's fun to think about Ian Rappaport actually being right about this one. Uh, Really quickly, I want to tell you about a charity that my nephew is championing because his teacher's son suffers from a very rare disease, Hunter Syndrome, which is a rare disease only a few people in the world have. And they're not able to do more testing on it until they reach this certain benchmark of fundraising mm-hmm. and they have a website for it called projectalive.org uh, and they are very close to hitting the mark that they need to hit to be able to uh, start more testing to find out how to combat and treat hunter syndrome which again is a very rare disease so uh, that's for my uh, my nephew lucas and his teacher projectalive.org if you want to check that out okay here is the channel 11 severe weather center forecast brought to us by bridgeville appliance Benson. It's 22 degrees at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Val, before you go any further, we have to acknowledge that our buddy Rob King from AT&T Sportsnet here filling in for Mike yes. Pursuit with sports this morning. You're not required to talk if you're eating or whatever. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> Good morning. Yeah. <laughs> He's having a little breakfast. That's Good all. to see you. Yeah, but thanks for coming in early to uh, fill in for uh, Pursuit. Pursuit took the day off today because uh, he, is, uh, he spent the night at the Pens game drinking his face off. <laughs> with his uh, with his stepson because he's moving out of town, so they were celebrating one of their last chances to go out together. So we appreciate giving you giving pursuit of the opportunity to go get blasted at the Penguins game last night. Imagine Mike finding something to celebrate. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I mean, he got to go to Shales, and you know that, <laughs> that really, in itself is a celebration. That's a vacation for Mike, no doubt. So thanks, Kinger. We appreciate it. Happy right. to be here. And we'll get to the bottom of this Antonio Brown stuff. Uh, at the bottom of the Did, hour. Can you ever get to the bottom of anything with Antonio Brown? Here's what is I, it just because once you think you're at the bottom, the bottom is even deeper. Here's what I choose to believe. Ian Rappaport, who has been known to, let's say, jump the gun. Um, he's the one that reported this for the NFL Network. He clarifies earlier this morning, the deal, they're they're close on terms, but it's not done yet. And the main sticking point seems to be that the Bills are worried Antonio Brown won't show up in Buffalo. <laughs> that I want that all to be true. I want them to have everything ready to go, and the Bills are just staring at the piece of paper, wondering if they should sign it and fax it back, and they're going, uh, is he going to come to the dance? Is he going to show up at the wedding? Or are we going to get after? Wouldn't they know that ahead of time? I No. How? I mean, of course, you can never trust what he says, but... Wouldn't he have to say, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go there? Well, he put on his Instagram, for those who are just waking up, fake news. Basically saying, 
NFW, am I going to Buffalo? But it's out of his control other than the only leverage he has, which is pretty good leverage, is to not show up, say, I won't go there. Then he doesn't make any money. So the Bills are not going to want to do a deal if Antonio Brown doesn't show up. Also, I don't know how that would work. If they swapped picks, Here's like some of the scuttlebutted compensation would be that they swap picks so the Steelers would now have the number nine pick in the draft. And the Bills would get the 20th pick, I think, is what the Steelers have. You can't go forward with the draft if you're not sure that Antonio Brown isn't going to show up. You can sign whatever paper you want. If Antonio Brown doesn't show up, what happens? That renders the deal null and void. So many interesting aspects to this complete bizarre person, Antonio Brown's engineering his way out of the perfect situation, which remember, the best place for Antonio Brown is here. It's in Pittsburgh, where the quarterback, who's a Hall of Famer and has won two Super Bowls, knows his tendencies, his weirdness. his weirdness. He's been able to deal with him for the last nine years, despite the fact that AB's been throwing it all onto Ben's lap, saying this is all his fault, it's all the coach's fault. I mean, he has already said he wants to play by his own rules. He doesn't need a coach. He, he doesn't want to have to answer to anybody, and he doesn't need football. There's an element of pathos in this when I look at it. Have you guys just moved beyond that? I mean, there's this. I mean, do you Which look at of, Do you look at him and say, "Wow, it's it's kind of sad what oh, he's doing." Well, yeah, I've 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 turned the corner on that because I've <laughs> I've become so annoyed by it. No, we 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 tried to be empathetic to the fact that it it's you know we're armchair psychologists over here. Something ain't right with AP. Something ain't right with this guy. So you kind of feel bad, like, all right, I, I respect the fact that he came from the upbringing that he did. Right. That, I mean, because that it, it's one thing to just say it and recognize it, and it's another thing to sit and think about his life growing up was not good. It was a terrible situation. Mm-hmm. Homeless and for a while, right? Very few people pull themselves out of those situations. Mm-hmm. And then to become a multimillionaire... Superstar player. Yeah, it's it's remarkable, and I have a lot of respect for him there. However, I think that something's not right, and his actions sort of tell you that. Well, we've talked about it before. Up until this season, it was kind of charming. You know, he was kind of silly and goofy, and then this season, like in minicamp, wasn't it? Isn't that what he said? I'm not free. And- Am I free? Am I really free? Yeah, that's when he that's started to have a, a lot of baby mama drama going on then. Uh, and that's Bill has always speculated that was the impetus for his decline in emotional well-being was that he was having so much drama at home. And then we saw, you know, the, the lawsuit from him throwing the furniture mm-hmm. off the 13th floor of that apartment building he had where $100,000 and a gun was stolen. Mm-hmm. And then he gave that meltdown speech. For me, the, the turning point was the Facebook Live video in the locker room before the AFC really? Championship game. That let you know he's not anywhere. He he has zero toehold in reality. If he is going, that's his idea is, I'm going to just put a live camera in our locker room after we beat the Chiefs. And we're heading to New England, and he catches this coach saying, we're going to go, you know, don't give those a-holes any ammunition. And it's precisely what he's doing. To, to be that out of the specter of reality and in your own world, like, the, you, you couldn't have thought there was any coming back from that. And they gave him a new contract, so. Yeah, when you're a good employee, 
then your employer will sometimes put up with a lot of stuff that happens outside of work. That was an inside of work issue, right? I mean, yes. that, that was the problem with that posting. Right. And pr- the problem with him not showing up at the end of the season, that, that becomes a little bit different than just, hey, uh, I've got a personality, I'm doing something bizarre, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing whatever I'm doing with my mustache or what have you. <laughs> um, that 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 That's a workplace incident, you know? And he... I guarantee, I, you know, and I've said this all along, I don't think he think he quit. He thinks he quit on the team. He was planning on just showing up and playing on Sunday. No, he said that in that interview, didn't he? He said, coach told me to go home. Yeah, and that's not true. There's no way Mike Tomlin is going to tell his best offensive threat, we don't need you this Sunday. Don't worry about it. Go home. And then benches. Like, his response would not have been to bench AB if he did send him home for a couple of days it's impossible his job is on the line Mike Tomlin at that point I mean well you never know how AB interprets anything no I know well no he he lives in his own world that's my point in all of this is the Facebook live video was when I thought like oh he he doesn't understand anything outside of his blinder focused AB world send him to live with me for a while (laughs) But Kinger, have you ever noticed the calls for Mike Tomlin's job uh, as much as you did this year? No, and I think it's I think it's because of two things. One, the perception that the team should be going deeper into the playoffs, right? Should have made the playoffs this year. Uh, should be going deeper with the pool of talent they have. And then secondly, the I think the thought of exactly what you're talking about that there are fractures, there are, there. Are, things happening that shouldn't mm-hmm. be happening there should be the discipline and the you know and look that all that stuff comes to light when you're not winning you're not performing to the point that people want there's always been incidents i mean i you know fat holmes shot at a helicopter back yes. in the day right right uh and then he played that season yeah so you know you can put up with a lot of different stuff but ultimately in all sports it comes back to winning Bills GM Brandon Bean, this is Adam Schefter, tweeting, quote, We inquired about Antonio Brown on Tuesday and kept talks open with the Steelers. We had positive discussions, but ultimately, it didn't make sense for either side. As great a player as Antonio Brown is, we have moved on, and our focus is on free agency. So the GM says it's not happening. So we can put these reports to rest, but it was fun for a moment to think about Antonio Brown going to Buffalo. Ah. Drovers and Duff's up there, though. Good chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> He'll fly some in wherever he is. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about that. All right, Val, what's going on? Here's the Channel 11. Did I do the weather already? Yeah, we did I don't, Okay. Uh, <laughs> Senator and presidential candidate Cory Booker is calling for the legalization of marijuana. The New Jersey Democrat tweeted Thursday night that the federal government should do the right thing by legalizing pot. Booker tweeted the government should not only end the prohibition of marijuana, but also expunge the records of people convicted of marijuana use and possession. Booker has called for decriminalization in the past as a U.S. senator. Last week, he submitted the Marijuana Justice Act along with two California Democrats and released a statement saying the war on drugs has been a war on people based on race and income inequality. Well, when people get more jail time for joints than Paul Manafort (laughs) did yesterday... 
Yeah, he's got a point. Might make you raise your eyebrows, right? A bill that would legalize medically assisted suicide for terminally ill patients in Maryland is headed to the state Senate. The bill passed a vote yesterday. The legislation would allow terminally ill patients to obtain a prescription that would end their lives if a physician determines, determines they have less than six months to live and they have the capacity to make that decision on their own, the states that already have death with dignity laws include California, Colorado, Hawaii, Oregon, Vermont, Washington State, and the District of Columbia. Yeah, not to be morbid, but like I always thought that that was like the best law. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally in support of that law. <laughs> yeah, why, why wouldn't you enable somebody yeah. to go out the way they wanted to? Allegheny County's controller could be facing charges after an altercation in a hotel hallway in Detroit this week. Chelsea Wagner and her husband were there for a concert Tuesday night when her husband tried to get into their hotel room, but he didn't have his key. Hotel security ended up calling police who handcuffed the man, leading to a scuffle between them and Chelsea Wagner. Investigators say body cam footage shows Mrs. Wagner grabbing the officer who pushed her off. Wagner is seeking her third term as Allegheny County Controller. It'll be interesting to see what that camera footage shows because um, this is a very strange circumstance. Yeah. So her husband, who's African-American, was trying to get into... A hotel room without a key. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened. Well, I guess he. But, from another story that I read, he went to the front desk and was like, "Hey, I, I want to get in my room, but I don't have a key." And they were like, "We're not going to give you a key. We're not just going to give you a key. You can't. Your name. I guess his name wasn't on the room. Oh, maybe. Okay. So uh, then they called the police, and then she got involved and. Uh, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. Very rarely do you see something like this happening. A special company in Florida named it's not Bio- like Darlene Harris throws down or anything like that <laughs> on the north side trying to get into the Elks. I feel like at one point there was this trope, like, oh, politicians, they're the biggest scumbags of all. And then at a certain point, the politician said, well, if you're already calling us scumbags, <laughs> let's lean into it. <laughs> let's enjoy the perks. Yeah. Let's just make 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 what we can out of this reputation. <laughs> Helen Hunt and Paul Reiser are reuniting for a reboot of their 90s sitcom, Mad About You. Hunt and Reiser will be reprising their roles for a 12-episode limited series that's been picked up by the on-demand platform Spectrum Originals, which I've never heard of. Nor have I. It'll premiere in late uh, 2019. Mad About You originally ran for seven seasons from 1992 to 1999. At least it's a limited run. That show... I, I love Paul Reiser. He he. Um, did you like the show? No. Yeah, I but didn't. He married uh, a Pittsburgher, mm-hmm. and a waitress from the Funny Bone from way back in the day when he was doing comedy um, post diner. Uh, th- he paid homage to a lot of comedy greats on that show and gave a lot of people jobs that he came up with, like some older comics and stuff. I, I always liked that about him. But she always seems so miserable to me in every role that she's ever taken. She always seems, even when she's smiling, it's like the cynical, like, yeah, I can only, everyone's oh, against me. What was she was in Pay It Forward and what was the Jack Nicholson you make as me want to be? As good as it gets. A, yeah. Those are the only, only other two things I can think of her being in. Oh, she had a big problem with those twisters, if you'll Oh, recall. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. I forgot about By that. By the one. way, I mm-hmm. watched Twister a couple of years ago and it is an awesome movie. It, <laughs> really? You yes. like that it? Is my exa- that's the exact surprise. opposite reaction I had to watching Twister a few years ago. He, 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 here's the thing about it. Philip Seymour Hoffman is in it yeah. in a really hokey role, mm-hmm. and he's great. 
A he, supporting character. Carrie Elways is a supporting yes. character. Yeah, the, that cast is great. As an action movie, and I love uh, mm-hmm. Bill uh, uh, Paxton. Pullman? Paxton. 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 R.I.P. Bill late. Paxton. Yes. But it's a great adventure uh, action movie, don't you think? It has a great action setting. adventure. You always have to say it action adventure. You can't say adventure action. Yeah, no, it has a great setting and a great soundtrack. And I love the scene where they're watching The Shining at the drive-in and the twisters come through. It's a good disaster movie. They are kind of being stalked by tornadoes for a good three, two, three hours there. But don't get me wrong, it's mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah, but it is a great stupid Whoa. movie. Oh, okay, yeah. What then disaster I'm movie is brilliant? Right. Yeah, it's good, good brain candy. From you know? the, on the entertaining scale, Twister is is up there, and Philip Seymour Hoffman is such a good actor that in a really stupid role, mm-hmm. which is some guy who seems to be sexually excited by twisters, <laughs> he delivers. Yes. He just commits to the bit so much. He's like, "All right, man, here we go." Uh, oh, and isn't Ferris Bueller's friend in it? Cameron. Cameron is in it. Yeah, whatever that guy's name is. The mistake I made was I saw it in a theater. It was one of those Wednesday night throwbacks. I probably at, did too. At AMC. Well, I mean, I saw it in the theater like two years ago. Oh, I thought at the time yeah. it was released. By the way, <laughs> when are theaters going to start like blowing air on you when like you're in a tornado movie? I think that's. Uh, I think you can it's go to Japan right now. They that's kind of what kind they of. do with the the Kennywood thing. Yeah, the four four D theater yeah. at uh, Kennywood. I just thought that was just some creepy dude just standing behind you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude. <laughs> Two women who live with R. Kelly are defending him. Azrael Clary and Jocelyn Savage spoke to Gail King as part of the CBS This Morning interview and said they love Kelly, even though their families claim the R&B singer has brainwashed them. The 21-year-old Clary and 23-year-old Savage also said there is nothing inappropriate about their relationship with the 52-year-old singer. Now, this is the first time we've heard from the women. Uh, Here's 21-year-old Clary and 23-year-old Savage uh, talking to Gail King. What is your relationship, both of you, with with R. Kelly? We're with him. That's yeah, our relationship. We're with him. Yeah, we that's what it him. is. <laughs> and we're in a relationship with him. Right. We just said it. Uh-huh. A very strong relationship as Both well. Both of you. Yes, yes, most definitely. You know, how do we say this without being inappropriate? Is this a three-way relationship, or do you each have a separate relationship with him? How does this work? Well, both I'm of curious. those. Yeah, both we both have our individual relationships with him, and right. we all our family all together. We have our moments where we sit and watch movies all together. We go to amusement parks all together. I'm not talking about Azrael going to movies and sitting watching, uh, going to parks. I'm talking about is it a, is it a three way sexual relationship? Sexually, well, first of all, I'm not here to talk about my personal life. Yeah, yes, you are. I never share with you, no one what I do in or outside of the bedroom. And as a woman, I'm sure you would not either. Yes. No, I wouldn't, but I... But, okay, then. But, so, no, yeah, no, you're next right. question. No, you're right. I would not, but this is a very different circumstance. It's not a different circumstance. A there are people all over the world who have multiple girlfriends. Um, but actually, you're there to talk about your personal life. That's <laughs> stupid! Uh, Clary claims... Wait, hold on. Is she really getting mad at Gail for asking her questions? And she says, yeah. you wouldn't... That's, that's what they're there for. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The re- to talk about but their that- personal life. I'm surprised Gail didn't. Well, if she could keep it together with R. Kelly, she could certainly keep it together with these two girls. I I was thinking about, again, R. Kelly freaking out yesterday, and I just started laughing because (laughs) when they do that edit, it is the funniest thing in the world to me. I gave Robert some time to calm down, <laughs> and they leave the audio of R. Kelly freaking out in the background. Benson, Benson, and he's just like throwing a complete fit. <laughs> SNL is live this weekend, right? Yes, it is. Idris Elba is the host. 
Oh wow! That's, you can't. You sometimes can't, you got to pick that low hanging fruit. You can't cast Idris Elba as as R. No. Kelly. They're gonna have to go with um, what's his name? Uh, Chris Red. Chris Red. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clary claims that her parents actually wanted her to have sex with R. Kelly on tape. Should your no. parents be concerned? No. Why? <clears throat> well, my parents knew where I have always been for four years. They have known. They know that I've been well taken care of. They never thought you were missing, Azrael. They just were wondering if you were okay. Well, my parents have actually came to Chicago and seen me a few times. They've, uh, I've talked to them. They stopped answering my calls. You know what they say? They say that you are, you are brainwashed. You're, I talked to your dad last night. He says, my daughter is brainwashed and he's very concerned. He said he was here two days ago and you wouldn't even look him in the eye. Okay, I wouldn't look him in the eye because he's a liar. He's a manipulative liar. I'll tell you why they're concerned, Azurel, because they say she's 17. We found text messages that indicated that she was having sex with R. Kelly when she no. was 17. Is that true? No, that is a lie. That is a lie. I was not having sex with him at 17. Why would they want to lie about you, their daughter? Okay, so <laughs> when I first met Robert, my parents told me to lie about my age. So when I met him, he thought that I was 18. On top of that, when I was 17, my parents were actually making me, trying to get me to take photos with him, take sexual videos with him, all kinds of stuff. Wait, wait, wait. Your parents encouraged you to do sexual videos with R. Kelly? Yes. And they said because if they ever have to blackmail him, what they're trying to do now, they can use it against him, which is exactly what they're doing. So she says that her parents have known where she's been for four years. She's 21. Okay. So that would make her how old when she moved in with him? I believe 17, Val. Mm -hmm. And uh, is that a minor in every state? Uh, You know, I have to tell you, none of this is helping R. Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) If her intent is to help R. Kelly, she is not. She is just yelling at her parents for trying to frame him for sleeping with an underage girl, which he was all too eager to do. Now, the other girl, uh, Jocelyn Savage, she says the same thing basically happened with her parents. Um, our parents are basically out here just to get money. And Your parents, scam. you're saying the same as saying? Well, both, saying- our parents, both our parents are basically yeah. out here to trying to get money and scam because they didn't agree on what happened, you know with music or wherever it could be and they're just very upset this is the first time hearing to be honest with you that your parents are trying to get money from r kelly okay because your father told a very different story yeah to me last night yeah he's he's the manipulative he's very manipulative so (laughs) he's the one you need to watch out for but uh my dad and my mom they started to send threats to both me and him. They said, oh, I'll put all your naked pictures all over the world. I'm going to ruin you. I'm going to ruin him. If he doesn't send $20,000 to this bank account by Monday, oh, I'm going to put everything out there and then $10,000 after that. You're trying to solicit me like I'm some f-ing hoe. I'm not. I'm your child. Exactly. How do they have naked pictures of her? I don't know what's happening. Honest <laughs> to God, this is horrible on every level. This is, again, you're not helping R. Kelly. Now, somewhat contradicting what the one girl said, both claim they've never had aspirations of singing professionally, and in an attempt to shoot down rumors, they may have hooked up with Kelly for the promise of mentoring or future fame. Azriel actually went as far as to say she tried to commit suicide because her parents were pressuring her to become a singer 
which actually apparently contradicts medical records from oh, her God. suicide attempt. At the time, she said she was having issues with her boyfriend and music helped calm her down. All right, we we have to take a break. Oh, crap, I have more. I know. We, we, we Let's do it at the, after sports. Okay. So we're going to come back. <laughs> Continue to wallow in this cesspool of... Ugh. Today is like feel good about yourself Friday because yeah. everybody we're talking about is an absolute moron. <laughs> You're really going to feel like you got your bleep together. Rob King coming in, filling in uh, for sports. Pursuit out today. The AB rumors. NFL Network reports AB to Buffalo. And then they backpedal a little bit. And now Buffalo says, yeah, that ain't happening. Antonio Brown said it was fake news and then deleted that Instagram comment. So who knows? Maybe maybe R. Kelly should go to Buffalo. I, I don't, at this point, I don't know what's happening. But everybody in the news seems really stupid. Am I wrong, Val? No, I, you're right on the it's nose like a with board, that one. We're listening to yeah. a bunch of stupid people. I do want Antonio Brown to talk to Gail King. That would be fun. <laughs> that would be an insightful Antonio, Antonio. No. <laughs> Sports coming up next. Kinger's filling in for Pursuit on DV. Mike Pursuit is out today. Rob King from AT&T Sportsnet filling in with a sports update for you. And Kinger, a lot of people waking up this morning to the news that there was speculation Antonio Brown was headed to Buffalo in a trade that had all been worked out via Ian Rappaport from NFL Network. Alas, this seems to all have been much ado about nothing. Yeah, I'm reminded of those old like 70s sportscasts. Remember when guys used to just say like, Browns, Bills, Bizarre, and... Uh, <laughs> Joe Piscopo, like on SNL. <laughs> right, yeah. A.B., The Buffalo. sad, sordid saga. Fur coat, uh, right, um, need one. <laughs> uh, that's enough alliteration for this morning. Yeah, it didn't happen, or hasn't happened yet. Speculation that it's because he wants a contract extension, and Drew Rosenhaus's agent wouldn't be too happy about the whole thing going to Buffalo. Things got leaked out before the trade was consummated. Possible landing points, the Raiders, the Jets. This has been a strange, strange oh, story. Yeah. Uh, I would like it to be true a little bit, but also I just don't think there was ever a chance of this going the way people thought it would. It would be nice to see the Steelers flip first-round picks to go from 20 to 9. That would be great uh, and possibly get a future pick. The, the idea that this windfall of stuff could be coming for A.B. despite his antics was momentarily very entertaining to think about. Like, oh, we're dodging a bullet. We're going to get some value for him. But ultimately, I don't think the rest of the league trusts this guy. As evidenced by the fact that he tweeted out fake news about the Buffalo trade. Yeah. And then erased it immediately. I mean, you get the feeling that if he was going anywhere he didn't like, he'd tweet fake news. Right. I don't know how much leverage the Steelers really have in this. Isn't it strange? I mean, yeah. we've seen it first with Lev Bell and now with Antonio Brown, guys trying to assert their own leverage into situations, and there's not much the team can do about it, really. It's it's uh, kind of a flip of what we've normally seen. Do you think that this was just the Steelers being unlucky in having two players that might be looking back in the future as the first two people who sort of turn the tables on the NFL dynamic player and owner dynamic that is so that it becomes a little more like the NBA and these uh, empowered players who kind of engineer their own careers. I don't know. We'll see. I or mean, are we just like, you it, know, I mean, Lev Bell was kind of talking that talk 
Um, you know, I was on with Tim Benz and Tim Benz. Let's, let's not make this guy Rosa Parks, you know, uh, what Lev Bell is trying to do here um, because he's trying to make the best deal for himself. He's not laying himself out there for future generations. Yeah, it's not Kurt Flood. Right, he's, right exactly. He obviously wants to be able to do things uh, and have things his own way. The sad part for me is as a fan of the game, uh-huh. they're both extraordinary talents. I mean, extraordinary, yeah. unique talents. And I was really looking forward to being able to watch them for the next three or four years yeah. as Steelers. But, you know, I think James Conner is a very, very representative replacement for, uh, for you know, Lev Bell. But we'll see if the Steelers can find somebody for Antonio Brown. There's a trickle-down effect. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster, we'll see what happens now when a team's number one defensive back and the double teams begin sliding his way and what happens and whether other guys can can step forward much like he did and whether he can succeed under those circumstances. I just wonder if this even, just this last 12 hours, has hurt his trade value even more because it just lends to the idea that everywhere he goes, it's a circus. Yeah, I think I really think he's trying to engineer where he goes. Now, whether they have a short list of teams that he would find acceptable and whether, say, the Oakland... Uh, Raiders and the Jets would be on that, and whether the Steelers can get some kind of bidding war between those two teams, all that remains to be seen. All right, Penn's last night. Beautiful. Yeah, the 3 uh, nothing win over Columbus. They continue to dominate Columbus. They've won three in a row. Um, really good news all the way around. Uh, Matt Murray, we'll talk about him in a moment, but how about Phil Kessel scoring his first goal in 16 games? Phil, the thrill. Obviously, uh you know, uh, the boys are happy for me, right? They know it's been a while, and obviously uh, when it goes that long, it gets a little frustrating, but they're, you know, these guys are, you know, supportive of me, and, you know, I really appreciate them, too. <laughs> He's hilarious. <laughs> now, uh, the boys are happy for me. <laughs> that's a great sign, clearly, for the for the uh, Penguins, because I think that he's overdue. He's overdue to get on a roll, and we've seen Sidney Crosby's just been carrying the Penguins. That line has been carrying the team offensively Mm -hmm. and Phil Kessel obviously and Evgeny Malkin are capable of doing the same thing yeah he sounds like the old car salesman who hasn't moved a pickup in a while (laughs) Uh, oh it's been rough these few months uh no one's really buying but I got one today and uh everyone they they brought me a cake back in the lounge you guys are really behind me um Murray pitching the shutout last night yeah you know what I was asked uh, yesterday or the day before by Stan on radio what I thought of Matt Murray. Was he rounding into playoff form? Absolutely, I think he is. And I think the big thing, and Murray's going to talk about this in a moment, is the fact that the Penguins are doing a much better job defensively. Earlier in the season, in front of both he and Casey DeSmith, far too many defensive breakdowns, far too many um, odd man breaks, putting their goaltenders in bad situations. And I think, you know, even if Murray wasn't his sharpest, uh, he wasn't certainly being helped out by his team. Last night, I think we saw and Murray saw what can happen when the Penguins play a sound, good defensive game in front of them. We managed the puck well, which I think is key. Um, got the puck deep when we needed to and didn't turn pucks over. Um, so that doesn't give them anything off the rush, which is obviously huge, especially this time of year. So uh, that was the biggest thing. We just managed the puck really well and played a good, smart team game. And speaking of this time of year, scoreboard watching, right? I mean, they're third mm-hmm. now in the Metro, so tonight... And listen, I, I don't think winning the Metro is out of the question at all. They're four points behind 
Washington, uh, New Jersey's at Washington. The Caps have won five in a row. You get them here next Tuesday. You're going to need some help, obviously, to reel them in, but at least you have a chance to pick up two points here summarily. Winnipeg is at Carolina tonight. That's a 7.30 game. Um, Montreal at Anaheim. That's a 10 p.m. game. So we're going to be doing a lot of scoreboard watching in the uh, in the NHL, which is always fun. Uh, I was talking about this yesterday. It was weird to see Hagelin in a Capitals jersey. Yeah, it is. It is. And I think the Penguins would have loved to have brought him back. It just didn't work out. Um, so it goes. Pirates and Blue Jays today as well um, on AT&T SportsCenter. A plug for AT&T SportsCenter. Michael McHenry and I will be doing. Um, we'll be taking over the commercials and talking Bucko baseball today. Nice. The Fort. Sean Collier's here. A review of Captain Marvel. And Val has more on the R. Kelly situation. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that, uh, including what his former lawyer says about him. Comedian Benji Brown in uh, studio a little bit later on this morning. He'll be at the Improv all weekend long. Inco Fido in the coffee. Oh, yeah, the DVE morning show. It's your home of the Pittsburgh Steelers. One 2.5 DVE and Jerry Dulac from the Post Gazette on the phone right now. Former co-host of the Antonio Brown Show. <laughs> and the Antonio Brown Show keeps rolling along here, uh, uh, Jerry D. You just reported something very interesting, and a lot uh, of people were speculating this may have been the case. A deal might have been closer than we think with the Bills, but for 84 saying NFW. Uh, yeah, Randall, I can't tell you how close they were, but I I, uh, in, uh, I just tweeted out that they were having positive talks, and so they were, uh, you know, felt that they were headed in that direction. But uh, apparently, Antonio Brown uh, nixed the deal. You know, it's I find it strange for a guy who wanted out of town so badly that now he's going to say where he wants to go. He's nixing the opportunity to go. Something will work out, of course, but it, it's not going to work out with the Bills. But apparently, uh, that's what happened uh, uh, last night. So. Whatever deal was in the works or could have been in the works was was nixed by uh, by eighty four. So let me ask you this: three teams remain in in the scuttlebutt here of where he might land. I'm not sure that any of them have a better situation for AB than Buffalo. Uh, someone just had reported this, and I hadn't thought about it. But the Raiders are they in better shape than the Bills? Well, I think they're in better shape in this regard. Uh, Derek Carr is a more established quarterback. Than, than Josh Allen. And, and, of course, the Raiders seem like a likely landing spot because of the, uh, you know, the three first-round picks. You know, I was, um, uh, you know, I have not been told by anybody who knows that the Steelers are going to get a number one pick. That doesn't mean that they won't, uh, based on just at least what I'm, what I hear, uh, uh, you know, in conversations is that I'm going to guess that it's going to be multiple draft picks is what's going to happen. Now, at least the advantage of that, Randall, is if they have multiple draft picks, and let's say one is a two, maybe it's a two and a three, maybe it's a two and a four, but now maybe you can package uh, you know, a second-round pick and your first-round pick and then move up in the draft and get closer to one of those players, you know, those difference makers that you want. You know, Not into the top five, but you can get maybe closer to the top ten and maybe one of those two inside linebackers that the Steelers really like uh, you know, maybe you have a shot at one of them. I, I, I think that's the significance, at least. People say, oh, they, you know, they just got a couple draft picks. Well, but those draft picks might be uh, worthy enough or high enough that they can package them and move up. So I think that's, that's kind of what's going to be interesting uh, to see here. So let me ask you this. If you are a potential suitor for Antonio Brown and you read that he just nixed a deal to Buffalo, does this affect your thoughts on what you would be willing to give up for him? As if to say, hey, the Steelers, uh, oh, I don't, the Steelers' uh, options here are waning, and we don't have to give them as much as we thought we did. Oh, and, and not only that, Randall, um, I, I think the fact that Antonio Brown has let it be known 
that uh, he would like, um, you know, that he would like a new deal is going to uh, kind of discourage teams as well because they're thinking, you know, one of the things that's kind of uh, uh, somewhat attractive about him as well, his his contract for a player of his stature, you know, it's not outlandish, and so um, for the next three years. But if you're going to make a trade for this guy and then think, well, wait a minute, he might come in and want a new deal and then not report, hey, look, you know, based on his most recent behavior, why would you think he would do anything sane? Um, then then you, ha- you have to wonder. You know, Antonio Brown, he didn't nix the deal out of a no-trade cl- uh, clause. I don't think he has a no-trade clause. I think he nixed the deal saying, I'm not going to go if you trade me. So I think that's what, that's what scuttled, uh, scuttled the potential deal. So Ian Rappaport's report falls flat yet again. No deal in Buffalo. A.B. still looking for a home. Jerry Dulac of the Post-Gazette. Thanks so much for your time this morning, Jerry D. I know you got to run to another thing, but thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate it. All right, it. brother. You got it. Okay, I'll we'll talk. see you. So the craziness continues. And, Val, it's not exclusive to the Antonio Brown situation. Craziness seems to be pervasive throughout every no news matter, story. No matter where you look. Every entertainment story. Yeah. It's just a bunch of crazy people. So we're going to take a, a, a quick break and come back. Uh, and then you're going to be heading out shortly after 9 o'clock, right? You're going to L.A.? Right before, yeah. What are you going to do out there? Are you doing uh, uh, union stuff? a union meeting, yes. Yeah. Is that where you guys like... Uh, we make things happen. Make things happen? <laughs> Is that where you guys pilfer very, all, all very, the union funds? Very and important stuff. Have a big, uh, a big extravagant party? Oh, yeah. We really live it up. SAG after. Are there any famous people there? Because now we're with yes. SAG. Well, so. uh, I've only gone to one other meeting of this committee, and our president was there, who is Gabrielle Carteris from Beverly Hills 90210. Who is grieving yes. the loss of her former yeah, co-star. I don't know if she'll be there this time. but Oh, that's that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah. All right. Rob King has sports for you. Penn's got a nice W last night. We'll check in with him at the bottom of the hour. Comedian Benji Brown coming in. Sean Collier reviewing Captain Marvel. And Val has a news update when we were... R. Kelly did an interview with Gail King. It did not go well for R. Kelly. No, not great. This is not me, y'all. I'm fighting for my life. Y'all killing me with this. I can't help 30 years of my life. Robert. <laughs> Robert. Robert. <laughs> this is where he, fr- he he totally freaked out. And this, to me, is my favorite uh, editing technique. What? Y'all just don't want to believe it, too. <laughs> you don't want to believe it. At this point, we briefly pause the interview to give Kelly a moment. His publicist helped calm him down. I love how they do that where she does the calm voiceover and they leave the audio of him still losing his mind in the background. Have a rabbit! I'm in a lot of trouble at this Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. I mean, it's sad. It's a terrible story, but you have to laugh, Val, because everything's awful. Well, yeah, everything pretty much is awful. We got double awful this news. Oh, great. All right. So uh, Val giving us a quick news update. What's happening? Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. It's 23 degrees at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Today is International Women's Day. The theme of the 11th annual celebration is hashtag balance for better. 
Organizers say the theme recognizes the desire of women around the world for balance in their lives and society as well. This year's initiative is aimed at gender equality, greater awareness of discrimination, and a celebration of women's achievements. Events are scheduled in cities around the world, including more than 35 cities across the U.S. The Connellsville Area School District is creating a committee that will study the impact of later start times. The group of administrators, parents, teachers, and members of the community will look at the potential benefit of pushing back its current 7.13 a.m. start time, which seems incredibly early to start school. Very early. In recent years, medical groups have been supporting studies that suggest pushing back start times to better align with teenagers' natural sleep patterns, which helps them perform better in school and avoid serious health risks. I do think, though, if you started some, like the school day at 10. Oh, that's too late. Well, when would you what like you to start I was going to say 8. My first class was 8.16, I think. Yeah, or 8.20 or something like that. I feel like mine was 8.30. That's not too and bad. And we got out, I think, at 3.30 But I would stay up and not sleep when I was in high school. You know, if I had a chance to stay up and watch David Letterman, if like I wasn't falling asleep, I would... On a school night. I would always do that. I would I always sleep like six I've hours. I've always been a late night guy. Yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> but I think if you gave them more time in the morning, teenagers would just take it on the other yeah, end. Yeah, t- exactly. Take it in the other <laughs> end. I hear they do that a lot, too. <laughs> San Francisco is named the best when it comes to delicious destination. Yelp ranks the city by the bay, number one on its list of top U.S. destinations for food lovers. Am I wrong, or were we number one on this list at one time? I don't know. I, site- we're always on some form of the list the site says the city's highest uh five highest rated eateries are michelin starred liho liho yacht club and tony's pizza napolitana uh the city is praised for its diverse cuisine which was a major factor in compiling the annual list san francisco also tops the nation with the most michelin three star restaurants at eight yeah we don't have we don't have michelin places the michelin folks haven't we have michelin tires that's it yeah no Michelin stars I in think, Pittsburgh. I uh, think Nemecolon has a couple, don't they? Yeah. Latrec. And... Latrec. I don't think Latrec has the Michelin, but they have some, like they have a AAA and a Wine Spectator, and they're one of the only places that has oh, both of those, but not a, not the not the Michelin star. We got a lot of them beard finalists, right? Yeah, we got a lot of beard a lot finalists. Of, a lot of beard finalists. And we put fries on everything, so screw you, San Francisco, you raceronies. Uh, we talked a little uh, last hour about R. Kelly, but I didn't get to all of it. Um, so one of the things about this story is that when he was in jail, he couldn't post bail or bond or whatever it was to get out. Yeah. And a, a fan actually posted his bail money. It was like $100,000. It was 100000 bucks. So that made everybody go, why, why can't this guy drum up a hundred grand? Well... He's, uh, as you know, been struggling to pay some things, including bail and rent and child support. But he says he didn't know how bad his finances were until he went to Bank of America himself just three weeks ago. He said he found out people in his inner circle have been siphoning money out of his account. Really? Uh, A bank teller told him that. He claims he has about $350,000 in the bank, but that it could take over a week to move it into a new account. R. Kelly only has $350,000 left. I know he had a $9 million mansion in Chicago that sold at foreclosure for nine hundred grand. Oof, that hurts. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he didn't even get the money, so he got not. You know what I mean? It was He spent 
however much of the five million he paid off, the bank didn't got got totally screwed on it. That just shows you he doesn't have money. money. And I and dare I speculate? I believe his earning power has been reduced considerably. I I don't know when he was earning last. Yeah. Uh, CBS is going to air that entire interview with R. Kelly tonight at eight p.m. And the lawyer who represented R. Kelly in his 2008 child porn case believes the R&B singer was guilty. <laughs> Ed Jensen told the Sun-Times Kelly was guilt, quote-unquote guilty as hell, but he doesn't believe he's done anything inappropriate for years. Jensen also revealed he had a doctor give R. Kelly libido-killing shots. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's Kelly? just stuffing. You eat a lot of stuffing, and then you go, no, I don't even want to. He was afraid he was just going to start dry humping the bailiff at the <laughs> at the hearing. <laughs> Kelly was acquitted of child pornography charges in 2008. Now, the lawyer, if you're wondering, like, how, wh- what's going on? Like, you can't tell all that stuff, can you? Well, he's 77. He has terminal cancer and reportedly <laughs> only about three months to live. Uh, the lawyer claims that he knew Robert was attracted to young girls and that he actually told him to change the lyrics to songs he was writing because they were so suggestive. The lawyer is quoted in the Sun-Times saying that while R. Kelly is an incredible talent, he's not very smart. Uh, uh, now, really? hold on. He doesn't think R. Kelly's smart? What? Where did he get that impression? He seemed like a very intelligent young man in that interview with Gail. Uh, according to a story That's that... St- Use your common sense. I found a story in the New York Times from back in 2008 when this uh, case happened. He was acquitted on 14 counts of child pornography. The charges stemmed from a sex tape he made allegedly between himself and allegedly an underage girl. Uh, it's, It's remarkable that R. Kelly has survived as long as he has through all of these without ending up in jail with a huge sentence. I, I guess it's the power of celebrity, even if, uh, you know, you're you're kind of a B-list at best. Well, he to, was pretty, he was much more than B-list at, yeah. at his at his at his at height. His peak, yeah. You have to really you have to you got to really hope you get that Paul Manafort judge if you're R. Kelly oh going forward, God. right? <laughs> yeah. G- give me the lenient judge. <laughs> hey, I mean, uh, a comedian Benji Brown is uh, joining us live in studio right now, dude. It's great to see you. How are you, Benji? I'm great, man. How it's, you doing? Thanks so much for coming in today. Rob, how you doing? Rob, what's your last name? Ward. Right, right, Rob, you're live too. We're putting your mic up. Nobody sits idle here. All right, here's the here's here's the thing. Benji, we're talking about the R. Kelly interview. Benji's at the improv all weekend long, by the way. Improv.com 412-462-5233. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly, his lawyer, we were just talking about uh from the child pornography cases mm-hmm. that he got off on. Right. Uh he said he didn't think R. Kelly was very smart. And R. Kelly has now said he only has $350,000 left. His lawyer even <laughs> alluded to the fact that he's not smart? <laughs> and he said he's guilty as hell. <laughs> he said he's guilty as hell? Yeah. Well, the, of the charges he got him off on. At the time. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I wonder, what is the lawyer's opinion on uh, the acting job that R. Kelly did uh, on CNN? I mean, it seems like he really rehearsed these lines. And it, maybe he's talking about, he's terrible at his lines. We didn't. <laughs> What, what we went over, it's, it pales in comparison to what he did. I, my, people call him a fool. Talking about a hog time away. I don't even know how to 
<laughs> See, the the projection of the voice and cut. I don't understand, Robert. My favorite part was when when they took the break and Gail does the voiceover, you know, and he's still freaking out. And the the publicist comes over to calm him down. I would give anything to know what the publicist said to him right. at that point because it had to be along the lines of like, "This is going so much worse than I thought it was going." To. <laughs> you brought up a great uh something that I missed. Uh, while she's doing the voiceover, I love how in the back you still heard him. Going up. It's like it, it made me think of a real life situation where the guy wants to watch the football game. I want to watch reality show, but the game is on. I want to watch reality show, but I want to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he continued. <laughs> nothing. Oh, nothing God. makes you seem like a raving lunatic more than. Your voice, while raving, <laughs> juxtaposed against a very calm. Very calm. At this oh, point in Gail time. did a fantastic job. She's, Robert, Robert, <laughs> Robert. Oh, my gosh. I, I think that's going to be the new, moving forward, that's the new safe word. Robert. No matter what your husband's <laughs> name is, ladies, just say Robert. Very calm. <laughs> well, do you have the clips of the girls that live with him? Uh, so he's yeah, got two girlfriends that live with him right now, which, by the way, when they find out he only has $300,000, <laughs> one of them's jumping chip. <laughs> he's telling, upset. Why are you packing your bags? Robert. <laughs> <laughs> these, these girls now blame their parents for trying to set them up into some sort of jailbait uh, blackmail situation, mm-hmm. and sh- they're claiming that their parents are only mad because they cannot now capitalize on it. Right. Which is kind of crazy. I mean, it's 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 tough because like ultimately these girls are victims if they were if they were underage mm-hmm. and he seduced them, which it, it appears that that might be likely. Yeah. Uh, but boy, does he have them brainwashed? Should your no. parents be concerned? No. Why? <clears throat> well, my parents knew where I have always been for four years. They have known. They know that I've been well taken care of. They never thought you were missing, Azurel. They just were wondering if you were okay. Well, my parents have actually came to Chicago and seen me a few times. They've, uh, I've talked to them. They stopped answering my calls. You know what they say? They say that you are, you are brainwashed. You're, I talked to your dad last night. He says, my daughter is brainwashed and he's very concerned. He said he was here two days ago and you wouldn't even look him in the eye. Okay, I wouldn't look him in the eye because he's a liar, and he's a manipulative liar. I'll tell you why they're concerned, Azurel, because they say she's 17. We found text messages that indicated that she was having sex with R. Kelly when she was 17. Is that true? No, that is a lie. That is a lie. I was not having sex with him at 17. Why would they want to lie about you, their daughter? Okay, so (laughs) when I first met Robert, my parents told me to lie about my age. So when I met him, he thought that I was 18. On top of that, when I was 17, my parents were actually making me, trying to get me to take photos with him, take sexual videos with him, all kinds of stuff. Wait, 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 your parents encouraged you to do sexual videos with R. Kelly? Yes, and they said because if they ever have to blackmail him, what they're trying to do now, they can use it against him, which is exactly what they're doing. Okay, kill that, so it it is. (laughs) Oh my God. This is a crazy situation. They were trying; those two the girlfriends were trying to have you know, be, you know, the classiness on display. <laughs> but you could tell it was some ratchet ghetto. Don't be asking us about our sex life and whatnot. And my daddy real malignant. How you say malignant? My daddy 
wanted some money. <laughs> I can't wait for R. Kelly to just bust out of the soundproof booth behind them and just start screaming. I just don't want to believe the truth. <laughs> tearing stuff did apart you, like the Kool-Aid man. Yeah, did you yeah. hear the music in his voice? It's like he's doing a video. He's, he's practicing for his new album or something. Y'all don't want to hear the truth. <laughs> Gail, you're asking me questions. The phone rings. It is Oprah. Oh, Oprah. Get your home, girl, Oprah. They're trying to kill me. They're talking about them hog-tying people, and I'm leaving them in the basement. I ain't got no more money. <laughs> he does sing very Shut literally up. about what's going on. I mean, trapped right. in the closet. Apparently, there were a few people in the closet actually trapped. That's the next album, Trapped in the Basement. <laughs> Hog-tied in. Hog-tied ain't feeding nobody. Everybody losing weight. <laughs> My goodness. It's the R. Kelly diet. Yeah, yeah he's probably you. singing to the judge, how do you plead? I'm not guilty. <laughs> I can't even afford to stay at the Trump Towers. <laughs> he had a $9 million mansion, or a $5 million mansion that got foreclosed on in Chicago, sold it at auction for nine hundred grand. He's only got $300,000 left in the bank account. I can't imagine what he had at his high point, but I would have to imagine, we're talking tens of millions of dollars. Yes. What did he spend it on? Rope is not that expensive. What I mean, he was he... <laughs> He could, that's probably uh, the least. Uh, oh, that was right at the bottom of the shopping list. But uh, paying you know, off parents, apparently. Uh, yes, paying off people to keep them quiet, and then once the well goes dry, you know, uh, I, I will say it's been, you know, the rumors. You know, he's just not uh, literate, literate at all as in reading. It's oh common, yeah, uh, he doesn't he, seem smart at all. But yeah. he's he you could tell he's uh I guess he is the you know quote unquote he's the black uh, uh Dr. Phil playing trying to play uh you know <laughs> psychology on people because he's even trying to play it on Gail. Oh, Listen, yeah. I ain't never do anything, okay? Look, think <laughs> use your common sense. Use your common sense. Okay? Use what? your common sense. <laughs> you see that? You see he sung it better than I did. Use your common sense. <laughs> he even did a breakdown. He yeah. even did a breakdown. Absolutely. <laughs> using metaphors you know they're trying to bury me alive but I'm alive yeah yeah they're you trying see, to bury you, me alive yeah, but yeah, I'm alive but I'm alive he thought he said something deep and Gail was, <laughs> Gail was unmoved <laughs> you're alive Robert <laughs> I'm alive uh, Probably says that in the drive-thru. <laughs> Walking to McDonald's. Look, they trying to bury me. <laughs> but I'm alive. Let me get the number one with cheese on that. <laughs> I, like, I like you totally nailed it, dude. He thought he said something profound. You saw that? Did you not hear what I said, Gail? <laughs> they trying to bury me alive. I practiced that line all night, and you acting like you it, it don't move you. <laughs> it's not about music. I'm trying to have a relationship with my kids, and I can't do it. <laughs> See that? And I can't do it. <laughs> you don't have to auto-tune him. He's already giving yeah, you the melody. He's yeah. got the melody. What a melodic voice he has. <laughs> and uh, he'll be singing behind bars for quite some time. Oh. If I'm hearing this the is not me, y'all. I'm fighting for my life. Y'all killing me with this. Oh, man. I can't help Robert. <laughs> oh, that is it. That is. Gail is the new calm. She oh. is the, 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 oh, yes. How does she do this? I mean, normally, and I, I've noticed when they went back to, uh, to live, you know, on air, 
in in the morning of that interview, uh, they it was so smooth because see, Gail is a black woman, a friend of Oprah. Uh, normally, people would you know Robert stands up, and normally you you hey excuse me sit down don't stand over me please don't I hope you don't hit me and there you know I your co-host Gail's co-host I was scared for you I, I thought he was gonna hit you I, I didn't know I mean I was petrified. And Gail's like oh I I didn't think he was gonna hit me. That's that that uh the, the Sophia in the the color purple <laughs> Oprah spirit in him. You told Hoppo to beat me. You know he was Gail was not moved. No way, ma'am. I was on my couch scared. Yeah. Hey, she's like Duval in The Godfather. She's the consigliere of Oprah. You yes. don't mess with, like that. You yes. might as well be hitting Oprah. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. She has that strength and the wow. She wow. did great. I thought she did an awesome job. I mean yeah. that because it, it was. Uh, it's, just, it's kind of a tough situation. Not scary in terms of her being worried about her actual safety, but it's like intimidating a little. It's physically. intimidating, and the broadcast could easily go off the rails. Mm-hmm. And so you're trying True. to tape an interview, and you're like, "Well, this is a mess, and we can't use any of it." And if she doesn't keep her composure, uh-huh. and she did, and so it was just that juxtaposition of her sitting there, just oh. very calm, stoic, even as he is just. Bouncing around the room, flipping out. <laughs> I'm assuming her producers or whoever her handlers are, they're going to try to, all right, this is this could be a game, okay? We got to put her in a cage with some lions. Let's see how she, <laughs> you know, I mean, what can move her? That would be the nice challenge, the Gale challenge. You can have predators call, I'm going to, you know, we're going to repossess your car. Yeah! <laughs> you lost. It's the Gale challenge. I love that. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Veggie Brown's at the Improv this weekend, and there are two shows tonight, two tomorrow. Get your tickets at Improv.com or call 412-462-5233. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come right back. More with uh, with Benji and Val. You're going to be... Are you taking off for the airport? Yeah, yeah. I got to go. All right. She's got a... There's an accident, so she's got to go. Yeah. She's going to uh, Los Angeles doing a little union work. Uh, SAG-AFTRA. We got a big uh, union meeting Val's got to go to. Yeah, she got to go represent. Uh, Rob King filling in for Mike Pursuto Sports Update. The Antonio Brown saga continue the news is full of crazy people whether it's entertainment the uh, you know actual news sports we're dealing with all crazy people right now Kinger. <laughs> i can't wait i got am i gonna get some assistance here in the uh in the i'm sports? with you all the I'm, getting, Benji, I'm guessing you're a, a dolphins fan i grew up a dolphins fan yeah really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I sit there every game robert <laughs> <laughs> DVE Sports. All right, sports brought to you by Sports Clips this morning. Pursuta is on vacation. Rob King from AT&T Sportsnet is filling in this morning. We appreciate it. Comedian Benji Brown hanging with us in studio as well. Sean Collier here. Uh, the AB saga continues. This is leading things because now with the report that he was almost shuffling off to Buffalo and then AB reportedly nixed the trade, said he wouldn't show up in Buffalo... This does not bode well for the Steelers. No, it doesn't. And we were talking about this. Uh, we have Benji and Robin here. We were, we were all. This is all we were talking about during the commercial <laughs> yeah. break, right? Was how crazy the situation is, and what Antonio Brown's going to get out of it. I, you know, he's trying to shape his own destiny. He's trying to go where he wants mm-hmm. to go. He wants to be able to sign a new contract. And I, I think if you're a team, and when and Jerry Dulac was the one who came on and, and had reported that he came on and uh, earlier on the show here and. And talked about A.B. nixing that deal. But he wants to go where he wants to go and get the money he wants to get. And I would say this. If a team pulls off a trade, let's say the Raiders, I think that a team that gets him would be willing to give him 
some sort of raise, right? Because yeah. he's at a reasonable price right now. He's still a great, great player. What it's doing, the, 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 I think the one party being harmed the most is the Steelers. The, his value, his trade value is going to diminish because he's not going to be able to go to the highest bidder. He's going to try to manipulate to go where he wants to go. I mean, if Jerry's report is accurate, we obviously we think it is accurate, then that seems to be the shakeout to me, the fallout to me, right? Yeah, totally. Totally. I think that, that hurts the Steelers, him nixing trades and oh, trying yeah. to kind of navigate where he wants to go. Uh, the Steelers in any team. It reminds me of the uh, the, the Anthony Davis Lakers kind of a deal. Yeah, or anyway, right. Uh, the, you know the team has to look out what's for what's best for the for the franchise. So, uh, you know Antonio, you know he's staying in character. Yeah, <laughs> you know throughout I mean, the entire deal. No, no, no doubt he's staying in character, and that character is as erratic as as any in all of sports. But I'm always on the side of labor. Like I want guys to get paid, but the, the owners make a ton in every sport, and the players never get enough. For some reason, this Antonio Brown situation, you signed a contract. You don't like that you didn't get a better deal out of your contract. I think that was the beginning of all of this, is that he didn't feel like he was getting paid so that the whole league was looking at him like, oh, he makes the most money, he is the top dog. And going forward, he's certainly going to be eclipsed by, by a number of people throughout the, the length of this contract. So now, not only does he say, I'm picking where I want to go, he's demanding a contract extension, basically a brand new contract. He wants to be paid more. And all the while blaming the team here for fostering an atmosphere where other people were foisting these things upon him. <clears throat> like he was saying, Ben was the guy who had an owner's mentality. This is what it, Antonio Brown just nixed a trade. Wow. Right. Wow. Right. And it, no, it is Said interesting. Said he wouldn't show up because that's the only leverage he has. It, it's not like he has a no trade clause, right? He can't say where he's going or not. He he could only say, I'm not going there. I won't yeah. play. And he's trying to use his leverage, and we talked about this earlier. Lev Bell used his leverage as much as he possibly could by not showing up last year, by not signing, by showing up uh, late the previous year, trying to use his leverage to, to get a big a deal as possible. Now, whether that's going to pay off or not remains to be seen. Lev Bell is, has already lost a year plus out of the prime of his career and turned down $14.5 million. Right. I mean, that's that's tough to recoup. That's guaranteed money. That's a lot of money. If, if I'm not mistaken, I think Antonio Brown is maybe the first diva uh, star wide receiver to have a, a rider every uh, every uh, day that he comes to the facility. You know, And it probably feels <laughs> disrespected yeah. that the, the Steelers aren't honoring his rider mm. of, of bottles, yeah. uh, his wine and cheese. <laughs> Yeah, he's supposed to have sparklers coming right. into the, you know, on the bar. You know, you uh, joke. It ain't that far from that. Uh, Ten thousand and one, so that he can make it rain. <laughs> Y'all, they just have not been supplying what he has asked for. You know what? It just it occurred to me that whatever team does end up with Antonio Brown, uh -huh. given his proclivity for freaking out on the sideline and throwing Gatorade buckets around and throwing fits, they need to hire Gail as an assistant coach. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to be there to call Antonio. 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 Please. I mean, you know, the the things, the way he's behaved in the sideline, and we see some of that, obviously. It, it's not just Antonio Brown. It's other right. players around the league. But then the comments that he's made, I mean, I I. He's a great player, yeah. but I think there's clearly teams looking askance at him, saying, "I, I don't know, I don't know if we're better with him. I, I don't know if this. I mean, he the downside must be more than the upside. Otherwise, every single 
team in the NFL would want him because he is a great player. He's in his prime. I mean, yeah. and I love how the Steelers, it's, it, this happens at a decent time where you got a, a young right receiver standing in the wings. Juju. Potentially yeah. to be the, the number one guys, uh, hopefully, you would think. But in return, you have to get something back for a guy of Antonio Bryant. And, and I was, yeah. Yes, and I will say this about great players. And there is a trickle-down effect, whether you're a, a rush uh, defensive end yeah. or you're a linebacker who can get – or you're a corner who can shut down one side of the field. It still remains to be seen what's going to happen when the teams – This we've seen Antonio Brown – succeed when everybody is trying to stop him. The team's best defensive True. back, yeah. there's double coverage over the top of him. It's like when Michael Jordan's in his prime, right? Everyone says, well, Scottie Pippen, and when he's just going to slide in and take over, well, he found that it's kind of hard wearing that crown. It's hard <laughs> having the top defender and the double teams and everything shifting to your end of the court or your end of the field. So I'm not saying Juju can't do it. I'm just saying we should keep in mind that that's unproven yet that is at true. this point. I mean, it's still a nation. Don't be... You can see he looks, seems happy after his touchdowns. Tony O'Brown, yeah. he dances, he gyrates. That looks like he's happy. He's dances. He's happy for AB. Yeah, well, he's at, See, Juju has <laughs> an eccentric personality and, right. a, and a and a big. I think he has a big ego, but not in the AB kind of way. I think he's mm-hmm. more like we were talking about Ocho Cinco and the right. difference between AB and Ocho Cinco. Like Ocho yeah. Cinco was always having a good time and right. not totally at the. Uh, expense of his team doing well. Antonio Brown does not care how the Steelers do. He that just wants crazy. Antonio Brown to do well. That right. is absolutely crazy. It makes me, and my, Rob and myself, Rob Ward, my opener, he, we were talking on the way here to the station, we were talking about uh, Heinz Ward. He had oh, yeah. been on a flight with Heinz Ward and, oh, Heinz and it made me think yeah. about Wow, what difference. Night and day, uh, Heinz, how team first, Heinz Ward. Wait, now Heinz had an ego. He, he did. did. Right. He, he very much, he, he was the leader of the wideouts, no matter what he, like he was, Correct. he wanted to establish himself as the leader on that team, no matter what, despite, you know, when, when he wasn't playing his best football, Correct. he still wanted to hang on to that. He got mad when Plexico got any attention, but, but it didn't hurt the team. It didn't hurt the team. You're right. Right. They used to say Pete Rose could figure out his batting average on the way down to first base, but you know what? You wanted Pete Rose on your team, right? Right. I mean, I mean that's and and Heinz Ward. That's such a great. I never heard that Pete Heinz, Rose quote. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Heinz Ward, you you want him? You want him on your team? I mean, yeah. that's the kind of guy you want on your team. And Ocho Cinco, there was a tongue in cheek. Um, you know, there's a little bit of a hey, I'm I'm playing one on everybody kind of aspect to him. Um, and by the way, going back to Juju and whether he can handle it, I think he can. And I think the Steelers have. You know, I think James Washington is a guy that's going to step forward. They'll probably need to bring in another wide receiver. Of course. Um, but, yeah. you know, I, I don't think they're going to – I don't think this is going to cripple the Steelers. Look, a lot of people thought Lev Bell leaving was going to cripple the Steelers. I thought it would hurt him more than it did, but James Conner um, was great job. phenomenal. You did guys are making job. me realize just how selfish a, a guy could be. <laughs> like, if we were in a drive through uh, you know, Antonio Brown, myself, Rob, you guys – and, and, and his order is the only order that they got right. And ours are just screwed. Someone yeah. doesn't have their fries. Uh, I, I don't want mayo. And they put plenty of mayo. And Antonio, <laughs> hey, man, they, they got mad, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just worried about my food. <laughs> Antonio Brown's the kind of guy who invites you to his house for dinner, and he only serves himself. <laughs> Enjoy. We don't have any food, Antonio. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs>
I got mine. Benji Brown's with us. He's at the Improv all weekend long. 412-462-5233. Quickly, Kinger, because the Antonio Brown stuff is is taking precedence this morning. uh, Pens, big win last night against Columbus, and it wasn't just that they needed those points the way they won. Murray pitching a shutout. Uh, and uh, and getting scoring from Phil Kessel. They're starting to put a handful of games here together now the way they need to play. If the Penguins button down defensively, we know they have so much offensive talent. If they can just you know, prevent the odd man breaks, prevent the amount of defensive breakdowns, there's always going to be some, but the huge amount that we saw earlier in the year. Uh, you know Matt Murray's a great goaltender. You know there's plenty of offense. They've got great depth on defense. Uh, if they play like they did last night, I still think... And I know a lot of people were talking about the playoffs. I, you know, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they still have a chance to win the division. So uh, a nice win for them last night for sure. Okay, so again, with Antonio Brown, a, a lot of this is speculation. And we are assuming that things went the way that we are being told. Mm-hmm. Jerry Dulac reporting, A.B. nixed the trade. Right. That they had one close to being worked out, and he said, I'm not going there. Pro Football Talk reporting, the Packers, no interest in Brown now. The teams left that we've heard about that may be in the running, the Raiders, the Titans, and the Jets. uh, The the Jets still? Maybe. Well, the Packers are out. Is it just the Raiders and Titans then? It might be just Maybe. Yeah. Wow. Down to that. Oh, Redskins. Redskins, that's right. Yep. Wow. But did what occurred in the last 24 hours lower... His uh, his his value to teams because well if, he's if not exactly uh, if you're one team why if and if you're the last man standing and nobody else wants him why would you give up anything more than you possibly need to give up Correct. so yes it's going to drive down his value if there's only one team left I think we're ignoring the very real possibility that he ends up in the XFL that I think is the natural <laughs> destination. Oh my gosh, how did that not cross my mind? They, yeah. They'd name the team after him. He'd be playing for the New York ABs. Yeah, that's like, true. They'd let him do commentary on the field. High down the line of scrimmage. Didn't they make up their own names on the back? Yeah. Remember yeah. that? Uh, uh, he yeah. hate me. Oh yeah. yeah. Everybody on the team would have a bleached mustache. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. He would all, the mascot would look like him, be stealing beam, but <laughs> that's when the <laughs> that's when the owners and the the, the, the uh, front office starts to realize something's gone wrong. <laughs> look at the, he has the mac and cheese mustache. <laughs> Everything's downhill from here. This is it. This is Benji Brown's with us. He's at the improv this weekend. Check him out at improv doc. Well see, I think what we've come up with here this morning, it's the D V morning show. We're broadcasting live. We got Benji Brown here. He is uh, performing at the improv this weekend. Rob, uh Rob, I'm Sorry, I forgot your last name. Ward, W-A-R-D. Rob Ward, you're a Cleveland guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's wearing the Chief Wahoo this morning. <laughs> so you're a Tribe fan. Now, are you excited about Baker Mayfield in Cleveland? Yeah, yeah, the whole the whole town is. Yeah, you know, LeBron left, so uh, Baker's, you know, I'm hoping they put the new the new uh, poster of Baker up. But he has to win. He has to win more before we do that. But Yeah, I like his attitude. How did you feel watching the hard knocks on HBO about the Browns? Oh, it was great. It was great. Um, everybody in the city was talking about that. Me and my friends uh, and then the uh, woke up feeling dangerous and all of that. Like that's quoted and it's on t- t-shirts and things like that. So yeah. yeah. Hugh Jackson had no idea what he was doing. No, no. no he, was, <laughs> he, he, he might be the dumbest head coach to ever be the head coach in the I mean, NFL. They're good, man. 
I know they're good. I got scoffed at for saying I thought they had a chance of winning eight games. I got laughed at. Dude, Pursuita laughed at me laughed all the at. time when I said Baker Mayfield was good. He's like, yeah, he's a joke, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> right now, I'm like, they're good. The Cleveland, Cleveland's got a lot of talent. Definitely. He has a lot of pressure, lot of though. Me and Benji were talking about that. He has a lot of pressure uh, the second year because, um, no doubt. again, Cleveland's rallying around him. Oh, so Expectations mm-hmm. are going to be. Yeah, that's this right. is, they should sell season tickets. Uh, woo. Yeah. You yeah. know, the pick of seats. Uh, right. Summer, come in July. <laughs> pick your seat. Yeah, we went from winning one game to. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah, you guys had, I mean, last year. Uh, well, if Baker converts on fourth down or third down uh, in the last game of the year, we could have been going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we went we from winning this Just win one game. That's all we wanted. So Benji Brown is uh, headlining the improv this weekend. Benji and Robert here hanging out with us. And Benji, you're a Miami guy. When did you get into comedy? Were you one of those guys who was early to the game? Uh, no, it's sort of kind of in the middle. I was uh, always just you know, kind of like just wanting to uh, control the thermostat in the room by just making people laugh and smile at times. Never really purposed to uh, really take on a comedy as a career, but uh, I guess I felt it sounds like I'm explaining it to my wife. One thing led to another. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It happened. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> Robert. It, one thing led to another, and uh, I fell in love. <laughs> I'm never coming home. Yeah, did you ever do anything but comedy? Uh, actually, I had a, a couple of jobs. I was a busboy at uh, IHOP, and uh, what I... I, I I quit in epic fashion. Did you? I quit in epic. I walked out of the the door that made the alarm go off. <laughs> yeah, I walked out. I looked out the window while I was cleaning tables, and I, I, I the only thing I felt feel bad about is uh, I had some nice older ladies that uh, took care of me, you know, at the end of the shifts, <laughs> helping clear their tables. Okay. And I left them high and dry. I uh, I looked out the window as I was uh, cleaning uh, one section, and I saw some some friends of mine that I grew up with, and they were were all just standing around a car smiling and laughing having a uh, a grand old time yeah. and, uh, and i just it, it made me feel like i i i want to i want to smile <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I kinda, and i just said you know what there's a door right there there's a door and uh i, I walked out and it i said uh, the sign said you know hey door must, must remain closed or alarm will go off and the the noise the the noise <laughs> Uh, yes, that that was one. That was a, uh, one of my uh, few uh, jobs, and then uh, had a couple of others that I was, uh, you know, I, the checkers. So I, like odd so jobs. Now that you didn't have a career, like you know, you uh, you weren't no, a, uh, no. a an accountant or anything uh, significant, <laughs> and then became a comedian. I was a uh, a bus driver. Uh, Did you really drive like city bus? What was it? Yeah, city bus. City bus. <laughs> you weren't a good bus driver if you had all to right, go. All right, all right. You know what? All right. Let me let me be honest. I uh, I, I someone left the bus running. <laughs> One thing led to another. I was more of a bus stealer. Yeah, I, I picked up. I gave people, a few people a ride. <laughs> they had somewhere to go. So you are a married guy. No, I'm not married. Used to be. I was married. I've been divorced for two two years now. Did you two, guys have any years. kids? Yes, we have a daughter. We have oh. a daughter. And, uh, That's tough being a parent in, in this day. We were just bemoaning the state of humanity off the air yes, during the we commercial were. break. Yes. It's tough to be a parent in this it's, environment. It's tough to be married in this environment. There's <laughs> <laughs> so many beautiful ladies out there in the world. And it's, I feel hostage. I feel like I was trapped in the basement. I feel like I was hogtied. You were metaphorically yeah, hogtied. I, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, you know, make friends. I couldn't talk and deal with people. And uh, it's tough. And being in entertainment, you know. 
know, you're meeting oh, yeah. people, yeah. Uh, and uh, they, it, it's like the uh, those commercials that come on in, in wee hours. You know, that's how I felt on the road. You know, it's like uh, they were the women. They would speak to me. Uh, internal, like uh, uh, te- telepathically or something. Like uh, the commercial, I kept hearing in my head, Hi, call the number now. one <laughs> 900 I'm like, oh my God, I got to call. Because I, I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> You're just curious. When, the, when, when someone answers on the other line, am I going to be speaking to her? <laughs> It, I, it's never the girl on the commercial. It's no, she never looks her. like Sean. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they always have this voice. How you doing? Hello. I'm Here like, for a good time, are you? Let me let me speak to your manager. I don't like this service here. I like the idea that there is a manager at a one eight hundred sex line. Like, yeah, what's like, she not what? doing for you? Yeah. What can I do for you? <laughs> you know, sir. How can we make this right? Thank you, sir. I'll explain my discrepancy. Okay. <laughs> they say the first minute is free. She's waiting. My minute, <laughs> small talking me. I, I, you know, each additional minute is ninety nine dollars or some. Oh, oh my god, is, is the first minute really free? Because if that's true, uh, could you imagine having recordings of the guys on the other line trying to, trying to get? <laughs> get it all done. Fifty eight seconds. Here's a sample of what you're gonna experience. Yeah. What are you wearing, baby? Oh yeah. I love you more than my wife. Excuse me. Hurry up. My credit card is running. <laughs> <laughs> it's so uh, yeah. It's just I'm sorry. How did we get on this topic? Well, I was just asking you. I'm just giving. I'm doing a little personality. Just about why did you get into comedy? Who was your guy? Like who did you? Like, yeah, growing up, man, I was a student. Uh, I love and I. Still I know you work with day. Chris. You work with Chris Rock before, right? Yeah, I worked with Chris Rock, uh, the Steve Harveys, and uh, uh, the Martin Lawrence. Uh, most mm-hmm. recent tour that I did uh, just last year. It's uh, uh, most most of 2018. How is Martin doing? Wonderful. He uh, yeah. He's uh, doing great. Uh, That's good back to hear. On the road he's he's too funny of a guy to get wrapped up in anything else. Exactly. I think he's reached that stage where you know he's just you know I'm just easy breezy. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, right now in the in the process of uh, he and Will Smith they're filming finally the, the Bad Boys Three and so that's going on as we speak and uh, so I'm, I'm I'm quite sure it's going to do great and uh, but he, he I'm grateful for him uh, looking up to him yeah you know growing up. And now actually being on the road with them, uh, that that was uh, probably to me the, the my you know biggest feat yet. Yeah. Uh, but I, I've always studied, you know, I, I love the the Belushi's and mm-hmm. you know uh, Steve Martin's those different. You ones. like the classic? Uh, those that's like the classic love rock of comedy. Classic rock of comedy. Grew yeah. up. Uh, I'll study and those things that were before my time. I'd study films of you know the Laurel and Hardys and. Did you really? Yeah. Did no. you go see that movie that came out with? Uh, Steve Coogan and John Riley haven't not yeah. yet. Stan I, and Ollie. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I you know, a I'll lot of people tell me he's Buster Keaton. I interviewed Tom Cruise one time, <laughs> and and I said, who's you know, like who, who's your favorite uh, guy? And he goes, yeah, Buster Keaton. Buster. I'm like, are you for real right now, Tom Cruise? <laughs> but then he started doing all his own stunts in his movies and stuff, yep. and I and I was like, you know what? Buster Keaton did all his own. Stunts. He did all his own stuff. He will tell you that he uh, he does it all. He he takes pride in that. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. A, uh, Tom Cruise. I you know not my favorite, but my God, you got to respect what he's been able to do. You better. I mean, he he, he does it. He not afraid of uh you know kind of just yeah you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna attack and he 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 immerses himself into uh, his roles. Uh, yeah. his scripts. He pretends to be the Pope of Scientology. I mean, that is a real, that's, a, that's a feat in and of itself. <laughs> Tom Cruise, man. Uh, oh, Chevy Chase. 
one of my favorites. Oh uh, yeah. Do like, you like physical comics, man? Everybody I, you just everybody man. you just mentioned is a physical comedian. Animated. Then you know, then the, you know, watching this because they're, they're they're those are people who uh, like you said they're animated, they're physical, mm-hmm. uh, but also transition very well uh, with with film and, and stuff yeah. like those projects. The Eddie Murphys, the Richard Pryors, uh, yeah. Red uh, Fox. Red Fox. Yeah. I mean that's that was what was great about Harlem Nights, and I think I, I heard oh. that they might be doing an. Another oh no they're doing another coming to America that's yes, what they're yes, doing yes but Harlem Nights was a little bit disappointing I still think it's great I mm-hmm. I wish it would have been better but it the had fact its moments the fact that you had that was like three eras of come to go from Red Fox to, to Richard to Eddie and I guess there was a lot of infighting on the set and stuff it's and that might have been why they didn't get the 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 greatest comedy of all time out of that script but if, if I in my opinion I believe if there was a DVD at the time because that was during the VHS. Era. Yeah, if there was a DVD, I'm quite sure the outtakes. Oh yeah, the the the, the, the special features. A good I call. guarantee that would have been uh, what we, everyone would. Oh my gosh, look at you got to look at the outtakes. I mean, that's the what the move. That's the mm-hmm. greatest DVD because, like you said, I mean, the infighting potentially on yeah. the set. You could he had you know the red fox you know probably arguing because he didn't like the food that was catered. <laughs> I mean, look here, we try to spend the right money, and we got everything. You know, you got all the rich fry. He just old, and he's just like, and it's twilight. Well, I don't know what I want to eat. Everything, they're trying to get us hot dogs and everything. I don't like hot dogs. I like tuna fish. You got Robin Harris, man. This this kind of food that they they eat. Robin Harris. Yeah, Robin. All these guys and, and Della Reese. Yeah, you know, Della. had my mouth all set up for some orange juice. Ready to make some tuna in You big dummy. Where's Lamont? No, that was sampling and saying this is not. Do you know the actor that played Rollo died this week on on Sanford and Son. Are you serious? Yeah, he died yeah, on yeah, uh, yeah. like Tuesday or something mm-hmm. like that. Moment of silence. I loved oh, Rollo, no. man. He was such a great character. He's just that guy. Oh, he's, he reminds me every guy. I, I think every barbershop in the hood got a Rollo. <laughs> <laughs> just your, your guy that's just always oh, easy going. Just don't move. Just don't. He don't. LeBron's shop could use a Rollo. He could. <laughs> <laughs> you can see. Hey, I just saw my first episode of that just a week ago. What'd you think of it? What'd you think? Oh, well, I, I see the episode Antonio Brown. AB's on. on. Uh, I, I like the. Concept. I wish they would have just like quietly shaved his mustache while he was talking. Right, you're in the shop. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> they should have the, the the narrator or something. As someone moves in with the clippers, <laughs> Gail comes over and calms him down. <laughs> exactly. But I like the concept, and uh, I, I noticed too, LeBron. He's, you can tell he's you know very. I'll let the others say it. Yep. You know what I'm saying. And he'll just go, uh-huh. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yep. He does the laughing. I'm like, you see it, LeBron. It's like, it's like the script is, look, guys, certain things I can't say. Uh, right, yeah. that uh, shut my school down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I need y'all to say it, okay? He just writes it all on a piece of paper. I'd like everyone to get to these points later on, if you can, here, please. I found it interesting. You had uh, Anthony Davis in there. AD. And uh, I'm like, this. look at this. Is, is it tampering in the barbershop? Is that, could they? And he's probably like, I mean, it's like every conversation started talking, you know, always ended up talking about Anthony Dave, uh, you know, his situation. Oh, they, they, it was constantly, it was AB, AB, so, AB, and AD. Yeah. Hey, man, AB, it's crazy what's going on with Ben Roethlisberger and everything. Anthony Davis, you want to go to New Orleans and join the Lakers. 
because I'm struggling. I mean, I'm going to have all off season. It's going to be the longest <laughs> vacation I've ever had in my career. <laughs> Since 05. I mean, I'm going to have like, I'm going to have what, the month of uh, the end of May, June, July. I mean, this is going to be a long vacation. Plenty of shop talk. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Benji is at the Improv this weekend. You should go check him out. Is this your first time in Pittsburgh? No, I've been here maybe. This is maybe my third or fourth time. Okay. I, I don't know that we've had you on the show before. First time on the show. Oh, cool, man. Well, glad to have met you and glad Same to get a chance guys. to hang out with you. Rob, all the best to you, man. Thank you, thank Hope you. Uh, Pittsburgh treats uh, the Clevelander well. <laughs> Robert? There's a couple shows this weekend, uh, tonight, rather, uh, a couple tomorrow night, and there's one Sunday night as well at the Improv. Go check out Benji and Rob. It's 412-462-5233improv.com. You know what they say? They say that you are you are brainwashed. You're, I talked to your dad last night. He says, my daughter is brainwashed, and he's very concerned. He said he was here two days ago, and you wouldn't even look him in the eye. Okay, I wouldn't look him in the eye because he's a liar, and he's a manipulative liar. This is a crazy situation. They were trying, those two the girlfriends were trying to have, you know, be, you know the classiness on display. <laughs> but you could tell it was some ratchet ghetto. <laughs> yeah, don't be asking us about our sex life and whatnot. And my daddy real manipulative. How you say manipulative? My daddy wanted some money. <laughs> I kept waiting for R. Kelly to just bust out of the soundproof booth behind them and just start screaming. I just don't want to believe the truth. <laughs> just tearing stuff apart. Like the Kool Aid Man. Yeah. Did you yeah. hear the music in his voice? It's like he's doing a video. He's, he's practicing for his new album or something. Y'all don't want to hear the truth. <laughs> Gail, you're asking me questions. The phone rings. It is Oprah. Oh, Randy Bowman and the DVE Morning Show. Benji Brown. He was great, man. Go check him out at the Improv this weekend. Four one two four six two five two three three. Improv dot com. Val had to catch a plane. To Los Angeles. She's going out as a union representative for uh, for SAG-AFTRA. Big, important stuff going on out there. Mm-hmm. And then there was an accident uh, on the way to the airport, so we are like, just go. Just just go, Val. Valerie, don't eat too late in Los Angeles. Oh, my God. There's three hours difference. She's going to have dinner at 3 p.m. Yeah. Go straight to in and out The GERD That's will the do wonders, do or the sun will do wonders for your GERD, mm-hmm. I'm sure, Valerie. Thank you for coming in today, because I wouldn't have come if I were her. Oh, no, what time was her flight? It's like in an hour. I barely would have come in yesterday. <laughs> Crawford left and he didn't have to do it. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> he, he left yesterday. He was like, he went, uh, he got a new tooth and all of a sudden he's going to do comedy in Wisconsin. Oh, he got the tooth replaced? No more hobo tooth for Bill. Yeah. Um, that could have been a whole new bit for him. I, 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 I would have left it for at least a few, for at least a weekend of shows. He could have hobo tooth material. No, the best part was every time he would laugh, because we got banged up on Saturday night yep. and we were at dinner and he was like, you know, we were all laughing a lot, and he was laughing. And every time he laughed, his his hobo tooth would pop out, like it would show in his like wide smile, and mm-hmm. that would make everything ten times funnier to me. <laughs> uh, Sean Collier here with a movie review that uh, well, a lot of people are anxious about Captain Marvel, highly anticipated, the female right Captain Marvel for its twenty first movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and yes. This series has more movies than Police Academy, Shrek, and Fast and the Furious combined. The Marvel Cinematic Universe finally has made one about a woman. The glass ceiling is broken. Equality achieved. Well, the Wonder Woman movie would be too hard to do, right? Because they they screwed up with Wonder Woman. uh, uh, An invisible plane is just silly. Right. Well, Wonder Woman from DC was great. 
Uh, and oh that, no, that one was awesome. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But they didn't. But they didn't have. They the, didn't have the invisible plane yes. and and some of the you know and and a lasso. A that lasso. Makes you tell the truth and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like the truth lasso. That's awesome. That would be useful in today's uh, society. I think. Yeah. Uh, um, but. That was part of the problem. Was DC, which has has not done very well at the box office, got to a female fronted superhero movie before Marvel, who's much better at this kind of thing, got to it. So they finally twenty movies in the world's biggest movie series will make a lady movie once every twenty times. It makes one about a male hero. Certainly well overdue. I'm personally disappointed that the first wasn't Squirrel Girl, a personal favorite of mine. I enjoy <laughs> Squirrel tell, Girl. Tell me you wouldn't go see Kristen Wiig as Squirrel Girl fighting uh, like Thor's evil twin. That would be a movie, I'm in. right? Sure. Uh, the silver lining to the long overdue arrival of Captain Marvel is she's instantly the most ridiculously powerful character in the whole series. She kind of is set up to be more like Superman than DC's actual Superman in, in in how she's presented and what she can do. It seems like they're setting her up to be the central character of the franchise once Robert Downey Jr. finally bails out, which is apparently coming in a couple more movies. How I, I mean, if you're Robert Downey Jr., why would you even want to do any more? He has more money oh, than God. I, I think he's had one foot out the door for about three years now. And, and, was, and he keeps raising the price and they pay it. I I we we don't want to run the risk of, you know, speculating on the highly anticipated nerd film, but it starts to look like he's he's done and yeah, okay. and and the next movie will reveal that. Uh uh but I think that uh, uh Brie Larson as Captain Marvel will kind of replace him as the focal point of the series, which raised the question, why haven't we called her to help any of the previous crises? <laughs> This movie takes place in the past. It's set in the 90s. So you're telling me you went through 20 movies, at least a dozen of which involved an imminent threat to the continued existence of the planet, <laughs> and no one went, hey, remember that unstoppable superhero who could fly into space and destroy everything who we met back during the Clinton administration? Maybe we should give her a call. Better late than never. Uh, Brie Larson, Oscar winner Brie Larson, plays Carol Danvers, uh, who is fighting an intergalactic war when she ends up crash landing in mid-90s America with the help of a digitally de-aged Samuel L. Jackson. She discovers her own past and her superpowers. She's fantastic. She's an excellent actress. Effortly, ma effortlessly makes the case for why she needs to be the star of the series going forward. Marvel is really good at throwing, as you said, gigantic sums of money at the best actors in the world. So is they she too skinny to be Captain Marvel? No. Absolutely not. I saw her in the Oscars. I thought she looked like so thin. She looked like tiny. Um, she's she, you know, kind of embodies that character so well. That Usually, there's I never like a muscular tone to it. Like the girl yeah. who played Wonder Woman was like, she yeah, built. she she was built, and and Scarlett Johansson has kind of that yeah. uh, that figure as well. No, it's it's I don't know if it's the costuming or just the okay. the performance she brings to it, uh, um, but. I think she was perfect for it. I'm very excited to see her mix in with the rest of the Avengers, which we won't have to wait long for. That movie is seven weeks away. Is she a bigger star than Jennifer Lawrence right now? Brie Larson? Right now, like who's I would the biggest say, I would female say, star in Hollywood? It has to be Brie, right? Who's the biggest female star in Hollywood? Jennifer Lawrence hasn't done much in the past couple of years. Um, you know, Shailene Woodley got too weird. Uh, um, I would maybe say Lupita Nyong'o, who's going to be in the Jordan Peele movie, is, is she's a gigantic bigger than star. Really, um, I, I'd Good say for her. For she a, was great in Black Panther. She was fantastic. Uh, um, 
there was a minute where you would have said Tiffany Haddish, but but uh, yeah. you know she she kind of made a few too many mediocre movies. But Brie Larson could be it, which is you know a nice rise for someone who was doing really under the radar indie movies four or five years ago. Won an Oscar for Room and did the uh, the King Kong movie a couple of years ago, and now she's the biggest star in the world. So very happy for her. It's fitting that it uh, lands on International Women's Day, and it's here on International Women's Day, yes. which is really nice. It it is if you want to be critical, it is perhaps not like Black Panther, where it completely stands alone and you don't need to know anything, and you could go in and really, you know, you'll still enjoy it if you walk in knowing nothing. But again, twenty one movies in. They are relying on you to have at least some basic knowledge of what the continuing storylines are. Other than that, I love the character. I love the setting. Uh, as a child of the 90s, it's nice to be pandered to. It's nice to hear garbage and and, and the, the hits of the era that I grew up in uh, uh, being presented for that throwback appeal. I had a really good time. I'm going to see it again. Have you seen in the trailers for this, by the way, the digitally made young again Samuel L. Jackson? No. He is playing Samuel L. Jackson in 1995, and when he first walks on, there's maybe one minute where you're like, whoa, and after that, it's completely convincing, and it looks like he's just 40 again. Did they do something with Christopher Reeve also? Did I see on Twitter? There was like... That might be coming in a future... Yeah, they're using like Christopher Reeve's face on an old Superman. It's uh, so convincing that I'm afraid of the future now. No, no, we're d- these double fakes or whatever they call what are they called? The d- the deep fakes. Deep fakes. Wh- which that's terrifying, but even for movies, I I I start to get the impression they're going to start okay, what aging or dead actor would have been perfect for this 50 years ago? Get them again and do it. L- let's make another National Lampoon's Vacation starring Chevy Chase before we were sick of him. We could do it today. Or and here's the real threat. Animal House 2 Starring Jim Belushi as John Belushi as Bluto. Oh, we could do that today. Everything's worse. With the current technology. Yeah, that's scary to think. Sean Collier from Pittsburgh Magazine this morning. Uh, Saturday, get upstairs st- right now to the Point Park University stage in the DV Coffeehouse. Inko Fido is on hand. C Daddy on lead vocals. C Note on guitar. Smooth McGroove on drums. Jason's on keys. Jason, you got to get a better name. Everyone else around. <laughs> I mean, you can't be in a band with C Daddy, C Note, Smooth McGroove, Mr. Halloween, Dream Crusher, Bleeding Gums. Always Ray, Bubby, uh, and not have a... Uh, Jason, g- come up with something by the end of the song, would you? <laughs> He's on it. All right. You guys have 100 people in your band. Uh, yeah, we're getting there. It, it's just like your own super group. This is like, Sean, all of those like superheroes you're talking about. This sounds like the people they're trying this to fight. This is the Avengers <laughs> Endgame. Yeah, this is, this is who the Musical Avengers are troubles. trying to fight. Inko Fido. Uh, they've got uh, a gig coming up. On the 23rd, the Elastic Reality CD release show, that's your CD, Elastic Reality? Yes, yeah, that's our new album. And that's going to be at Howler's on the 23rd. Uh, that's with Johnny and the Razorblades, Rocky Dennis Face. That's the name of a band, Rocky Dennis Face? Yeah, yep. That's awesome. <laughs> and the Shadow event. All right, so what do you guys got for us right now? Uh, this one's called Two Scoops. Uh, dude, I've been uh, anxiously awaiting your guys' return to the coffee house. The first time you played here before Millvale, I think. It was before the Millvale Music Festival. Is that right? Uh, yeah. It was Deutschtown. Deutsch- Deutsch- okay, Deutschtown. All right, yeah, that's right. Uh, people are like, oh, you're, you're going to really dig this band. And it's a full year almost since then, so anxious to hear you guys playing Two Scoops. That's right. Here they are, Inco Fido on DVE.
delivered by Grubhub. DVE Sports. Okay, so Pursuita is out. Rob King from AT&T Sportsnet filling in this morning. Thanks so much for getting up early and joining us. Happy uh, to be here, really man. appreciate it. And then with the crazy AB news breaking overnight with him nixing a potential deal to Buffalo and the ramifications of that still sort of, you know, unknown. unknown. Uh, let's start with the Pens and then come back around to the AB stuff because the Pens had a big win last night. We've been giving a little short shrift to them because of the AB news. Yeah, it was a big win, too. Three, nothing over Columbus. The victory now moves them to third in the Metropolitan Division. They're just four points behind the two first-place teams, the Islanders and the Washington Capitals. Of course, they get the Capitals here on Tuesday, New Jersey's at Washington tonight as we scoreboard watch. Winnipeg at Carolina. Carolina can jump back ahead of the Penguins, uh, at least by percentage points. Montreal's in the race there at Anaheim. So all that stuff is coming up tonight. But what happened last night, a lot of really good stu- stuff. Uh, Matt Murray continues to play great hockey. Phil Kessel scored his first goal in 16 games. You feel like that might be a trigger to get him going. Sidney Crosby, a sixth straight game with a goal. I mean, he's been incredible really about as good probably as you've seen him in his career. I mean, I hate mm-hmm. to say that because he's been so awesome, but, I mean, he's just been – what he's done lately has just been incredible. And now other guys beginning to chip in, not just Kessel, but the third line. Nick Bugstad gets a goal and talked afterwards about what a big victory it was for the Penguins. That was a huge one, especially at home here. And, uh, you know, we got three more periods against them, so it's going to be a battle, I'm sure. They're going to come out hard. It's a good team, so um, you know, went our way tonight, and we, we can't get too high on ourselves here. We got to keep going, and um, you know, not many games left, so we need these points. Love the way the defense is rounding into form too. Jack Johnson seems to be better and better with more minutes. I really like the Eric Goodbranson pickup. I know that that was a lightning rod for some fans, but a big physical guy, a right-handed shot, an experienced player. I think he's looked very good so far. Hopefully Crystal Tang back tomorrow night and still some injured guys to come back as well for the Penguins who look pretty good and facing another pretty big test tomorrow night in Columbus. Uh, the AB News, Antonio Brown, it looks like the potential deal with the Bills has fallen through because, according to Jerry Dulac, he nixed the deal. Antonio Brown, not Jerry, by the way, uh, nixed the deal to the Buffalo <laughs> Bills. Like <laughs> uh, that would have been uh, tremendous news. Uh, but it, it looks like it's Antonio Brown. And you wonder now, again, the value perhaps falling for what the the Steelers can get from Antonio Brown if he's going to have the power to nick some trades because he's told teams he won't show up and he wants a new contract. So, uh, again, you wonder where the the power lies in these negotiations. Uh, Antonio Brown certainly wielding what he can. And sources tell me that sources tell us that Marcus Gilbert has been released by the – that's Sean Collier reporting that – Right? Do we have this right? I am uh, stealing Ed Bouchette's reporting. And okay. I'm happy to, uh, which was retweeted, retweeted by Gene Collier. I'm stealing Gene Collier's retweet of Ed Bouchette's reporting. Uh, Gilbert tweeted, next chapter, prayer hands, sunglasses face, uh, which uh, Ed uh, retweeted with the caption, looks as if Steelers cut Marcus Gilbert, no confirmation yet from the team. I feel like I'm anchoring a show. Let's go live to Sean Collier, yeah. four feet away from me with this yeah. report. Yeah, very nice. And it was like that was like one of those LinkedIn things, like, you know, three. I was like three removed from that actual yeah. story. So thank you, Sean. Right. Maybe, well done. I appreciate that. Maybe he's that. just reading Infinite Jest, and he's glad. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Pirates and Blue Jays today at 1 o'clock on AT&T Sportsnet. Uh, Michael McHenry and I had our first pregame and postgame shows Yesterday, surrounding the Pirates' victory in which they had five home runs, solo home runs against the Orioles. And today we're going to see Trevor Williams, Mitch Keller, one of their 
uh, terrific young prospects. I'm very bullish on the Pirates this year, by the way. Coming off their 82-win season, a lot of young talent on the team, and we're going to be taking over all the commercial breaks and uh, filling that with more Pirates news. Michael just got back from Bradenton, so if you're a Pirates fan, uh, tune us in today at 1 o'clock. That'll be great. Uh, they got their work cut out for them because the division is good. You know, the Cardinals add Paul Goldschmidt, Andrew Miller. Um, the Cubs didn't do a whole lot. Uh, Milwaukee didn't do a they lot. They were already they good. Got, they, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, and, and Right, and, and the Milwaukee's already good. They add Grandal. The Reds maybe made the biggest improvement within the division. I just don't know if their pitching's going to hold up. They're going to bludgeon some teams. You're going to have some games where you go into Cincinnati and you lose 15-4. to I mean, it's just their lineup is going to be crazy. But, you know, the Pirates won 82 games, and I look around the diamond, and I don't see too many positions in which I don't expect the Pirates to be better than they were a year ago. So I, I think that without making huge improvements, they they made some at the trade deadline. They added some guys to improve their bench. I think it's a team that should win more games. But like you said, the competition's also gotten better. I think the NL Central top to bottom is going to be the best division in baseball. Good deal. Uh, Rob King, filling in for Mike Pursuta with your sports this morning. Kinger, thanks so much, man. I know it sucks to get up early, so thanks for coming in here. Giving us, a, you know, we needed a a reliable voice this morning with all of this important news. So thanks for lending credibility. Thank you. I, I'd like to, you know, share some credit with my reporter Sean Collier. Yes, today, who no, uh, did hey, an excellent job. When something happens on Twitter and I'm looking at it, you can rely on me to read that information aloud. <laughs> it is the DVE Morning Show. So now, uh, Sean Collier and I hanging out. Fouls mm-hmm. out in L.A. Bill's doing comedy in Wisconsin at com the Comedy on State. With Steve Byrne this weekend? It's supposed to be a fantastic uh, venue and a, a good comedy scene, from what I hear. People seem to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So now, uh, the owner of the Rub and Tug mm-hmm. massage parlor massage parlor place where Robert Kraft was busted. They shouldn't have named it that. That gave it right away. <laughs> the Rub yeah. and Tug. If I your last name is Tug, the- you can never right. name a kid Robin. <laughs> Go on. But... It appears the owner of that massage parlor frequents Mar-a-Lago and mm. is friends with the president and took a picture, a mm-hmm. selfie with the president at Mar-a-Lago while they were watching Robert Kraft's team, the Patriots, win the Super Bowl. Ah. So there is now... It has, she's also visited the White House. You mean our president, Donald Trump, is associated with... Criminals? I never would have guessed. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me no. to find out that I don't think he would ever go to the massage parlor. No, but he would have the party brought to him, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. He's 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 uh, look. He is uh, he expects things to arrive at his uh, room in Trump Tower or, or Mar-a-Lago yeah. as as it is. That's the unbelievable thing about Robert Kraft. You had the resources to engage in whichever services you'd like on your time, in your location. Sure. What are you doing? As a billionaire. Yeah. I don't know. Um, But with Trump, you could just see him, like, not requesting any of the people that work at the massage parlor and actually wanting the owner. Like, when he goes into (laughs) a Wolfgang Puck restaurant, he wants Wolfgang Puck to cook for him, you know? The, the the old uh, uh, brothel. Uh, well, uh, yeah, Madam at the Wild. Yeah, West I don't brothel. do this anymore. I, yeah. I but, but you know what? I'll uh, I'll put on the I'll put on the the chef's outfit for you, Mr. Yeah. President. Uh, it's uh, uh, 
every day, you think, can things get any seedier? Yes. Yes, they can. Oh, yeah, they can. They will. And, and so he was with the owner during the Super Bowl. Sean, I find it's... Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. I find it's better mm-hmm. to give up on humanity and expect nothing and just pleasantly wait for the apocalypse to begin and oh, yeah. you know hope maybe a bomb lands right on your head when it all goes down just just be in the first wave that's <laughs> my friend says this all the time saying, what if things really get bad and she uh, my friend ariella says i want to go first i don't i would yeah. not do well as one of the survivors struggling i need air conditioning and i need you know to be able to to order from grubhub if i don't have that i want to go i was watching uh, see i'm trying to catch up on game of thrones so i'm mm-hmm. in season five right now and last night there was a scene. The there's a scene uh, where uh, Bran, I think his name is. I don't know anybody's name. When you binge watch it, it's hard to catch the names. So the the kid he walks out of the cave, and there's an an army of of white walking dead people. Yeah. For as long as he can see, mm-hmm. I mean, as far as the eye can see, there's this army waiting to kill him. Yeah. And my thought was. Well, that's not so bad. That's going to be quick. It's not like you're right. It's not like the people in the back row are going to get to you. It's like those first two guys are going to. You're done. You know. You it doesn't matter. Minutes. It doesn't matter if there's that many people. The first two got you. This is. I've said this uh, for 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 years. Long before the breakdown of society appeared imminent, when it was just a nice theoretical thing. Uh, I'll tell you where I would go if things really got desperate. I would go straight to Walmart, which is not a place I go now. But in a, you know, a zombie situation, a, you know, complete uh, chaos anarchy situation, it's easily fortified. There's only a couple doors. They have dry food and weapons. Oh. What else do you need? That's that's actually... Yeah. It's not a bad thought. Yeah. Uh, All right. So that's it for us in here. We're going to send it upstairs for one more tune from the uh, the band Inco Fido. They're going to be playing at Howlers on the 23rd for their CD release show, The Elastic Reality. What do you guys got for us here? Uh, this one's called Squirt. Squirt. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to ask. Here they are. <laughs> Inco Fido, DVE.
<laughs> All right, Eco yeah. Fido. Dude, killing it this morning. Catch them at Howlers on the 23rd for their CD release party for their new one, The Elastic Reality. Follow them on Facebook. Guys, thanks so much. That sounded awesome. Thanks, Randy. Right it was on. A lot of fun, man. Right on. Uh, all right. When we, uh, well, we're no, we're done. We're not coming back. That's it. We're yeah. out for the weekend. We're out on the weekend right now. Have a uh, happy Fish Fry Friday. Mm hmm. Go out and enjoy that. And Sean Collier, thanks to you for coming in. What do you got coming up? Thank you. Tomorrow night, I will be at the uh, the banquet room at the Ross Draver Ice Garden. Dan Ross Draver uh, with Aaron Kleiber and Joey Welsh. Going to be a great show. 7.30 tomorrow night at the Ice Garden. You can uh, see a, a ticket link and the poster and everything on my Twitter. That is at Sean Collier PGH. All right, uh, special thanks to Rob King for coming in this morning and filling in for Mike Pursuta. Also, thanks to comedian Benji Brown. Super funny. Uh, check him out at the Improv all weekend long, 412-462-5233 and improv.com. You only have two more hours to get in your entry for our Get Your Shamrocks Off contest that we have going on right now where you can win two nights hotel at the Holiday Inn Express on the south side, kegs and eggs with us at Mulaney's Harp and Fiddle, jump on the Monroeville Kia float for the St. Paddy's Day Parade with the DV Morning Show and the mayor, Sean Casey, plus tickets to the Penn's Blues game, tickets to see the bastard bearded Irishman at the Rex Theater, free Ubers all weekend, free Permanis, and all you have to do is give us a limerick about Anthony O'Brown, the famous Irishman. What rhymes with Buffalo. Uh, yes. Scuffle, scuffle Joe. Well, yeah, he's not going there now, but here's the Anthony's entry was, uh, tis the ballad of Brown from the Berg. He's the best of the best. You heard his business was booming. Big paydays were looming. Now he's just a gold mustache turd. That's Anthony's. I mean, you know. Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, Rick wrote, he'll tell you that business is booming. His car on McKnight Road goes zooming, but Antony O'Brown says he wants out of town. Now a trade to East Bum F is looming. That's good. That's a good, good one, yeah. Rick. Not bad. Chris writes, Antony O'Brown, you're starting to slip. All right, this is already out of meter. All right, uh, Chris, uh, here, this is another Chris. Antony O'Brown, what the hell? Have you been smoking with Levy on Bell? Karma's a bitch. Even for the rich, soon you'll be flipping burgers with Terrell. Again, fell yeah. out of it. Just fell out of it. Listen, this is a poetic form. Yeah. Meter, rhythm. Consult your local English professor before submitting. Uh, and then Kathy, I think uh, this is not this is not going to work. There once was a man called A.B. who could run like an IROC Z. Okay. Close. But he chose his wallet instead of his heart. And now O'Brown needs his speed to depart. Guys, if you can do better than that, you got two hours. I yeah. mean, that sounds like a bar you can clear. That's what I'm trying to say. God bless you, Kathy. Thanks for playing. Of course. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Monday on the show, I have no idea. I don't know. It probably, Val won't be back yet. Sports, humor, uh, rock and roll. I'm going to get drunk all weekend. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to be hungover. Yeah. Show, show's going to be terrible on Monday. Mm -hmm. Just low expectations folks and we're all going to do just fine uh, which is good advice almost any time don't forget though on the days we are on Fuego like today mm -hmm. wasn't it great with Benji in here uh, you got the DBE morning show podcast and you can listen to highlights from every morning show and we break out certain segments so you can mm -hmm. share them with your friends and whatnot and you can get those in the entire podcast form wherever you get your podcasts super easy with the iHeartRadio app and by logging on to DBE.com but no matter wherever you get 
your podcast, you can find us, the DBE Morning Show Podcast. That's it. Michelle's up next with the, or no, Frank's up. Frank in from Michelle? No? No, he's just in there? All right, Michelle is up next. She's got the, uh, Frank, get out of there. Michelle's got to go in there. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, she's at the home show. Be nice, you know, just a little little help, Joe. Just a, just a little assist on that one would, would have been helpful. It's funny how I tanked the show. Like, the show was was was, was okay. But I really tanked it in the last five minutes. Well, it was in the hangar, but the engine is still running. Yeah, I know. That's and we're all dying from the exhaust yeah. right now is what's happening. <laughs> yeah. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm.